Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Joining me in the kitchen studio are... Tyler Wilde from PC Gamer. And Dave Rudden from OXM. And for the first time ever, it's... Woo! It's Parker Wilhelm of OXM. Parker Wilhelm. You're, you're a name that some of our listeners may be familiar with, others not. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you're bringing to this discussion? So this is going to be awkward. Totally and... putting you on the spot here. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is going to be awkward in like five it's or six It's the only reason. Days. Belt in for two hours of pain. <laughs> yeah. So I am a editorial intern at Official Xbox Magazine. Mm-hmm. That is my my jig. But um, I started off as an original Talk Radar fan, like back in the aughts, as Ugh, it were. Why? The aughts. <laughs> Because I live in Kansas, I'm from Kansas, and um, during the summer I would be just mowing lawns, and that'd be a very boring, arduous task by itself, and Talk Radar swooped in like a majestic eagle and swooped me out of that boring situation. Yeah, it kept me going, it it kept me strong, and it got me to look at video games in a wider journalistic aspect, and uh, (laughs) from there I went on to college to study journalism. Mm -hmm. Journalistic words, man. And from there I I went to college, and... I'm still in it, and I actually, like, did some writing and got a resume going and a portfolio, and I applied to Future, and they gave me one of these internship thingies, and lo and behold, here I am, so it's kind of like this half-stalker, half-I-made-it-big <laughs> kind of dream thing's going on right here, right now. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we could help nudge you in that direction. So... We begin every week with a top five, and uh, this top five was influenced by a game that came out what, last week, Dave, I think? Yes. Yeah, you and I, I I've played a little bit. Uh, I Sorry. gave up in frustration. You didn't have that luxury. No, I did not. It's Ride to Hell Retribution. Yes. Which... I could tell from the trailers that this was going to be a hard time. Yes, yeah. it was a very hard time. I recently reviewed it for OXM and gave it a one out of ten. Wow. Which, it's, a, it's a strange ouch. game because it didn't strike me as being particularly broken. It's just that nothing about it is very fun or interesting. Yeah, it's it's it is it actually is pretty broken. There's a lot of glitches and and, oh, and okay. the like and um, yeah, no, it, it it's really broken down into being a motorcycle game with brawling and shooting elements, and they're all equally awful. And the story mm. is poorly written, and it's just across the board one of the worst games I've ever played. And yeah, I, I suffered through it, completed it last weekend, and then I felt no reservation at all about giving that game the lowest score that has ever been given by OXM for a game. Fantastic. So worst game of the year so far, you'd say? Worst game of my life. Wow. wow. Well, that and, that and X-Men for the NES. They're both in that little, that, that same uh, zone of hatred. <laughs> so it's like mm. in the same mm. periphery as like Crushed Childhood? Yeah. Wow. That was pretty wow. bad. Dwell on that. Bad. I looked up to bikers like I looked up to the X Men, and Aww. both of those games betrayed my. They're outcasts just like me. <laughs> was your was your review verdict? Ride to Hell is a ride to hell. I'm sure at least five other yeah. outlets made that joke. <laughs> I, w- I I went with uh, Ride to Hell more like Ride to Smell. <laughs> oh, good, ah, good job. Yeah. We want to reach that fifth grade demographic, <laughs> you know. Ride to Hell more like Norman Fell. Oh, well, okay. Nobody gets that. No, I don't. <laughs> Not even those of you who are old enough to have watched Three's Company. Because <laughs> it makes no sense. Anyway, so that terrible, terrible game inspired this week's topic, 
which is biker gangs in games, top five. And we're going to start with one that is reflective of the fact that we found out there actually aren't many biker gangs in games, which is weird. Number five. What was that about? A lot of stuff about the symbol on your back you don't know. Like what? Dad must have left us with Mac for a reason, right? I got a feeling it has to do with those fuckers back there. Who were they? The Devil's Hand. The Devil's Hand. <laughs> Who <laughs> were they? The From Devil's Ride Hand. Ride the Hell Retribution. <laughs> that is one of the actual. That's one of the better produced scenes because they kind of like they incorporated the fact that you have to yell at somebody if you're on the same mm-hmm. motorbike. But yeah, even yeah, I was then, listening to that and thinking like, wow, the sound from the motorbike doesn't drown out the dialogue. That's competent design almost. Yeah, but then there's uh, for that one scene, there's probably a dozen others where there, it's yeah. really poorly balanced, and there's just like some generic rock tune playing way more higher decibels than the actual dialogue. Mm. Well, the, the the devil's hand is terrible. Yeah. Obviously, they're they're but they're one of the less less terrible things about. Yeah, I keep wanting to call it one eight seven ride or die, <laughs> but I know that's not right because that game actually had production values. Yeah. But the they were just so hilarious. Just listening to their voice acting, even at the beginning of the yeah. game, that I had to include them. They had stuff like this. This is your introduction to them. This is the first thing one of them says to a, a, a character you know. This is like a skinny little old baby cow, ain't it? <laughs> you ever slice an ear off of a baby cow? <laughs> All the time. They scream and scream. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's that last part where it's like, it's, it's funny. funny. No, really, you should try it sometime. It's hilarious. So I imagine someone's listening going, oh, he seems all right. Is la- oh, it's that last part. Oh, he thinks it's funny. Oh, now he's a creep. Not the, <laughs> you ever skin a baby cow? You gotta breathe that last part. <laughs> it's funny. Funny. You, you hear that voice, you're probably imagining some, you know, wizened, creepy redneck with three teeth. No, it's a gigantic yeah. guy uh, with, you know, bald head and a, and a big, like, Hulk Hogan mustache and, uh, you know, ripped, was it leather or denim jacket? It like was denim. denim. Like, like, denim. Yeah. yeah. If the heavy from Team Fortress 2 grew up in Alabama, yep. that's who mm-hmm. you get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> no, your voice acting is a problem when when you hear it, all you can picture is a voice actor doing a silly voice. <laughs> I was thinking like a vagrant that they kind of just hung the mic out of the window. Yeah, Every, Everything's Dang. just like at half speed, too. <laughs> like, it sounds like someone drop. playing Yosemite Sam at half yeah. speed. Yeah, yeah, it does. I hate the rabbit. <laughs> I slapped the zero. What's his line from slightly later? Drop the gun, cherry pie. <laughs> it makes me like kind of feel bad because he might not be like... All up there in the head. I don't think he. I don't, is. I don't really like yeah. fun of him too much, but uh, I don't know if we care about spoilers. Like he's he's talking to essentially like a teenager who's just out in the street. Yeah. Like it, it's the main character's younger brother. Uh-huh. And he's, he's like, and the main character's like, oh, I'm gonna go get a burger. You know, leave him on the street. And just as Byron comes up, and this guy just approaches this young kid and goes, "You ever skin a baby?" It's kind yeah. of unsettling. <laughs> I can't believe you just spoiled uh, right now. Like yeah, the first in, ten minutes in of the, the game. first ten minutes, you have a younger brother. I was yeah. gonna play this game and really enjoy the story. <laughs> we, we were talking. Uh, about I gotta this. save that baby cow. <laughs> we were talking about this on the way over because it's it's very strange that the game set in 1965, mm-hmm. and yet like 
you're you're clearly like the younger generation of these biker clans. Like you're. Uh, your father was a biker. Yeah, your father was a biker. You and your brother have been raised by your uncle, who's like a grizzled old white-haired biker who dresses in like a leather vest, and he looks like he's supposed to be Chris Christopherson in Blade. That the whole thing is like, I want to go see a band. Like you're not old enough to go see <laughs> bands. There'll be plenty of time for that when you're done with your schooling. <laughs> and and but you can't do it the next decade because that's when disco comes out. Yeah, similarly, uh, yeah, you, why would you want to go see bands in the 60s? It's not <laughs> like that's going to be memorable or anything. <laughs> Coincidentally, the uh, leader of the Devil's Hand, the Bad Guy Gang, is also like a grizzled old it, fuck yeah. for whatever reason. It seems like we're reaching an understanding here. Let me put it plain. Retribution should be dead and buried. You don't tell me where you got this jacket. The same thing will happen to this child. This child. <laughs> that's, that's that breathing child. Yeah. Retribution, to be clear, is uh, the, his father's gang, which, you know, the, the little brother wears their father's gang jacket yeah. with no idea of what it means or anything, just because that's the thing you do when yeah. you're a teenager. He really just could have been saying, I'm a video game character yeah. giving you information. Evil, 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 evil. Ah, evil, evil, evil. This Why relates to the plot. Now, <laughs> thinking about it, the VGA skull would make uh-huh. a really kick-ass biker patch. It would. Like, <laughs> we would get in fights with so many rival games. We should, <laughs> we should put the, that on the back of some best. <laughs> Dude, we should do that. Yeah, we yeah. should. Um, but I just, there was something else in there I wanted to play, uh, particularly for our Dublin listeners. Maybe you can tell us if this is oh, yeah. horrible oh, yeah. or authentic. I don't know. I'm not from Dublin. Here you go. Time to put that fucking piece down, cowboy. It's gonna be okay, Mikey. That gun's getting a bit heavy for you, wouldn't you say? Oh wouldn't you say? Time <laughs> to put the fucking piece down, cowboy. Apparently, <laughs> the only requirement to do a Irish accent is can you say fucking instead of yeah. fucking? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Can you like two O's? What was it, Steve Blum from um, the Beatdown Fist of yes. Vengeance? <laughs> with that, who took the shite? I'm like, that's an Irish accent? Really? If what if shite. I say arse? Or fucking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like a whole Fookin season. Fucking arse shite! Uh, there, look at me. Whoa. I'm Irish. Your, your, your hair and beard just turned red. They did. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I was a leprechaun Fire. for like a millisecond. <laughs> Where's your gold? Uh, there's a whole season it's of Sons of Anarchy where they're, where they're in Ireland and it's it's all that. It's all that fucking. And, well, but they don't say that because it's... Oh, I can't play. say that. It's like they it's, should. They should be able to say "fucking." It's like it's not. It's Irish. It's, not it's, it's Ireland, it's so everybody yeah. talks like the uh, the old priest on Father Ted, whose name yes. escapes me for a second. Just "fuck arse." <laughs> no, "feck." Feck. Feck. That's, that's right. it. Feck. Arse. I remember watching that and being like, "Wait, doesn't that mean?" And it's like, "Well, well he's technically not saying that." I'm like, "Oh man, yeah. TV's <laughs> interesting. It is. It is." Anyway, continue. Um, I think we're about done talking. Does anything interesting we... happen with the devil's hand? Well, other I, than you kill I will, them, yeah. You, I mean, they spoil that right at the beginning. You do that. That's all you do. All you do in the game is progress through the devil's hand, killing them one right. by one. But they are the most interesting part of the game. Like the plot's not really all that interesting. It's poorly written. But I think that the the members of that that motorcycle gang are somewhat interesting. And that if they were in a different game. Any other game, literally, <laughs> they would be more interesting. Yeah, probably. Like they, they remind. It, they just the structure of the game reminds me of something like No More Heroes, where it's like, yeah. oh, what's the next boss yeah. going to be like? Except in this case, I'm like, 
Is this the last boss? No. Is this the last boss? Uh, no. No. It's well, the closest thing to actual characters in this in this piece of trash. Like, it's yeah. like oh, these guys are actually like resemble a character in a plot mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is just the dialogue is not only terrible, it's really inappropriate. Like mm-hmm. early on where you go and like confront what's like some low level guys while you're looking for Anvil, that first guy, then it's yep. like, Oh, I know your type. All you do is want drugs. Oh, you're yeah. not so fearsome. <laughs> like really? That's like bad Shakespeare. Yeah, we got we like... got English major bikers here. <laughs> I, I just want to share what like Eric, before we go off of uh, Ride to Hell. My favorite, least favorite part of that game was so when the Devil's Hand, you know, they're, they're the villains. They catch you like when when Jake's talking to his brother. You don't you know what that patch means? It's what these fuckers have to get us. You're biking away from them. Like you're you're trying to mm-hmm. get away on your bike, and this could be just like a glitch for me, but. You know, you're fighting them off, you're, you're, you're hitting the members of the gang off, like you're punching them off their bikes, you're dodging obstacles, and it looks like you're getting away from them, and then the game just, like, fades to black, and then opens up, and it's Jake and his brother being held up yeah, by the gang, at surrounded time. completely off their bikes, and it's like, where, where was the part yeah. where I fucked up so tremendously that they managed to no, pull us over well, that, nicely and politely, yeah. and pull... And, and, Pull out machetes like, and shotguns. After you and, fucked oh up God. all of them. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that and that's the other thing. Like, that whole action sequence was so... Like, I, I was, like, prepped for, like, a road rash kind of thing. And then mm. just, like, realized, like, oh, they they just pull up and all I have to do is hammer on one button. I don't Four have times, to the exactly. Yeah, anything. It's just a really bad quick time event. Yep. That describes <sighs> a lot of the game. Like, really bad quick time events. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Like, I was telling you, like, you can see... Kind of the the seams almost were like this was intended to be an open world game, mm-hmm. but they just took like, all right, well at this point we'd have the character driving down this stretch of freeway, so let's just take that stretch of freeway and turn it into a level, uh-huh. and then follow that up with a weird little op- semi open area that you can mm-hmm. run around in, and then you have to run back to your bike, and there's no indication of where the bike is parked. Nope. And then there's a fully clothed sex scene. Yep. Well, yep. a. Mm-hmm. Oh well, they're all, all the of them. Yeah, yeah. practically, it's <laughs> it's laughable. Mm-hmm. Wait, you guys take your clothes off for that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, the game is set in Canada the yeah. whole time. <laughs> well, it's it's all about never nudes, really. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, inspired by Tobias Finke. One lady wears like blue overalls. That's all I was yeah. thinking. I'm like, yeah. she's. I don't know what's the feminine version. Tobias, Tobia, Tobia <laughs> Funke, like right yeah. here. <laughs> All right, I, th- I think we've we've hammered on this enough yeah. now. So moving on. Number four. Um, what you want? I'd like to ask you about your tattoo. You interested in tattoos? Yeah, this tattoo's our gang symbol. Where'd you get it? At the best tattoo artist around. So if you can't guess from all the repetition, that's from Shenmue. Now, they did this with full performance capture. The actors are in the same room uh, enacting the scene, and that's how it's so realistic. What a revolutionary game yeah. from 1998. <laughs> I it? can't wait for that no, no, extra this sequel. 99, 2000. No, but it's got that perfect, like, two actors uh, in different places with tape recorders <laughs> said words. Well, also, I want to point out, I had to edit out some of the pauses <laughs> yep. between dialogue because otherwise that would have we, we'd still be listening to that. <laughs> is this a Japanese game? Let's check. <laughs> is it? It is! <laughs> a Japanese you. game, you say? Yes, a Japanese game. <laughs> well, Japanese games are programmed in Japan. <laughs> That's Michael. Lovely. That's correct. Thank you. Tyler? 
You're oh. welcome. Oh, hi, Tyler. I didn't <laughs> see you there. Wow, hi. Anyway, Shenmue. Okay, Shenmue. Yeah, that, that's the, the Mad Angels, which are the, the motorcycle gang. I, you know, I played Shenmue so long ago, I don't really remember these so well. Mm. Dave, maybe you have a better memory. They were, I think, the 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 last gang, the, the last group of people that had a fight in that game. That's mm. all I can really remember. And that uh, the very last confrontation that uh, Ryo has in that game is like fighting through like 50 or 60 members of the gang. That's about all I remember, but it was just, yeah, like they were the biggest roadblock at the end of the game hmm. that you don't even get to see the guy Weird. who killed your dad. Before that, though, they, they're almost friendly to Ryo. Yeah. By the look of those arms, you look like you can hold your own in a fight. I'll tell you what you want to know if you'll join our gang. Join our gang. <laughs> no. Uh, I, all I remember about this game is how revolutionary it was. Uh, it was game. really revolutionary. Really, really. Like, and then I remember getting bored and begging my dad for a PS2. Oh. So, yeah. I was just I was waiting for him to say, like, are you a bad enough dude to join our gang? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that, that tattoo thing, like, just exemplifies... You know, I, I remember loving the first Shenmue and then being really excited to play Shenmue 2. And then trying to play it and getting bored so fast because every conversation at the beginning of the game was like, Hi, do you know the way to Wanzai? Wanzai? Yes, Wanzai. Wanzai <laughs> is near King's Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 didn't, you weren't totally enthralled by stacking books in the monastery no, no. and the but other boring jobs? Got that far. But Dave, the fidelity. You can yeah, blow money cool. on little capsules, like collect mm-hmm. them all and stuff. Yeah. Well, I like that in the first game, but I yeah. kind of got my fill of it. Oh. Yeah, but and since that and taking care yeah. of a little kitten in a box. Yeah, but since the first one came out on Dreamcast and the second one came out on the Xbox mm-hmm. in America, you, your capsule toys didn't cross over, oh. which is like oh it's like your the Mass shame. Effect choice is not. Pe- this is why over. we needed the cloud like twenty years sooner. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, I just remember reading about Shenmue and it was like it was like Peter Molyneux level hype for that game before mm-hmm. the first one came out and the second one. But um, yeah. It, I mean, it did do all of the things that it was hyped to do. Just like kind of as a whole, it just wasn't. It was good, yeah. but it just. Well, yeah. I, I remember like uh, ahead was, of its time. There was sure. a local game store in in my college town. I would go there, and they'd have this big screen where they'd show like demos and trailers for games and stuff. And they were showing a trailer for Shenmue, and like it was just showing various activities that, in many cases, other characters went through. And so like. The clerk was telling this other guy, like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like, you can get a tattoo, like, while they're showing the guy getting a tattoo. You can get a job, like, while it's showing Rio driving a forklift. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you, those things were technically true, but, like, yeah. it wasn't just ambient. Like, you had to get a job as part of the plot. Like, you, you couldn't actually get a tattoo. You just went to the tattoo parlor to, like, find some guys. Right. Yep. So. Yeah. The one other thing I remember about the Mad Angels was that they were like sailors in that Rio had to go through it, an, an entire town worth of people to ask, like, do you know where I can find the Mad Angels? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine doing that, like, walking through the streets? Can, do you know where I can find this gang of violent people? Why, well, yes, uh, yes, they're at King's Crossing. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Uh, they're I'm, having a festival. I'm looking for the Crips. Can you, can you point me to the Crips, please? Well, you are in luck. The Crips Festival is happening this weekend. <laughs> Crips Festival. <laughs> You know where oh, I wait, can that's f- how you pronounce crepes, right? <laughs> crepes. Do you know where I can find the bloodthirsty hobos of San Francisco? <laughs> oh, Why, they're everywhere. <laughs> Go inside, stranger. You are lost. 
but you know, you 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 find the um, the mad angels just fine. In fact, they they almost find you. Hey, my lunch! You ratted us out, didn't you? Are you one of Chin's men? I don't know any Chin. Oh, oh, really? I don't know. Oh. Such convincing pain. <laughs> oh, 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 you punched me! No, really, I don't know! Oh, oh. <laughs> I really... I don't know if we had, like, a lapse in judgment, but I don't remember making fun of Shenmue's voice acting back then. Hmm. Whereas, like, when Resident Evil came out, immediately people were like, God, yeah. that is so terrible. This is just as bad. Yeah, this no. is arguably worse. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that nobody made great. fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> they, the whole game was... Maybe, maybe it's just because the rest of the game was so amazing mm-hmm. for the time that mm-hmm. nobody thought about it. But uh, you do rescue that guy who's getting his lunch <laughs> stolen. Or kicked away, I guess. Cut it out! What? Who's this twin? We're gonna teach you a lesson! Just devastating <laughs> bon mot there. That, what? Who's this twin? Who's <laughs> that? <laughs> oh no! Who's this twin? You take your lunch? Wow. <laughs> Do you know where I can find the sailors? That's uh, how I talk. Do you actually see the Mad Angels do any biking? Or are they just like Japanese dudes no. with sunglasses and bandanas? Yeah, some of them are wearing leather, so that's oh. why they're a biker gang. Yeah, that's, that's all you need, really. I mean, you get their tattoos at the best tattoo parlor in town! Yeah. I thought that part was so great. It's like, don't you know this is uh, it's a gang symbol? Only the toughest people in our gang can have it. Well, where'd you get it? At the best parlor in town! 10% off! For the July weekend! Bye, <laughs> bye, bye! <laughs> And they're in an arcade too. Which yeah, is like, in an arcade. What kind of gang are you? You're terrible. You're a play- Japanese one, <laughs> I guess. You're playing Super Hang On or whatever other games were out in 1987. Mm-hmm. Well, that one I th- they were sitting around like a, a cocktail table yeah. with like Pac-Man on it or something. Presumably. It's got to be a Sega game. Yeah, okay, probably Space <laughs> Harrier. Yeah, there we go. Only yeah. the baddest gangs play Sinistar hmm. or Snail Maze. There you go. That's a Sega game, right? Yep. Yeah, we should probably move on. I think we've generated enough hate by making fun of a beloved <laughs> classic. Yeah. Number three. Is this the outfit that murdered the general? Right then. Ah, the other guys. That is the Fire Barons from uh, Brutal Brutal Legend. Mm-hmm. Ah, I can't believe I blanked on the name for a second. <laughs> Voiced by Ro- Rob Halford and in yes. full like Judas Priest leather garb. Yep. So that's that's pretty great. They're they're a unit that shows up. I think they were fighting against you before that. They were like they were the Switzerland of the metal oh, okay. movement. They were like, <laughs> we're just trying to mind our own business. We don't want any of this. And it's like, <laughs> but you guys are really cool and they're demons. Oh, that's good enough for us. We're on your side. Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> Burn the other guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we'll decide, pick a side out of convenience. <laughs> and and this is the reason why they, you know, had made themselves scarce before this. Where have you guys been? Traviculus opened up the sea right after Linewhite bit it. We had to keep moving north just to get away from these gloomy mothers. Had to keep moving north! <laughs> I do kind of love the aesthetic of that game. It's like, let's make it kind of medieval, Game of Thrones-esque, but then mm-hmm. just, it's metal, so it's like, you know, they're in full leather garb and riding yep. motorcycles and yep. being they, cool. Merch booths and uh, yep. Yep. and giant martial stacks or Fans are like your weapons. mana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that game. Yeah. Well, I'll defend it. It's, it's a fun game. I really need to play the PC version because I remember griping like, 
they need you need a mouse interface for that RTS control. Like it's <laughs> it's kind of bullshit trying to do it with a, a gamepad. I actually tried to have an online career in that game. It did not end well. But I'm mildly okay. <laughs> mildly okay at this game online. Online One career? Of, yeah, I'm like one of the three people on the planet who still play that thing wow, online. Wow. Wow. So I have like a win. You and nice. Tim Schafer and but no, and Tim okay. Schafer's younger brother, who yeah. swears it's good, guys. Jim Schafer. Who so is in no way actually Tim Schafer in disguise. Just, 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 he looks like Tim, but he has like a mustache instead of a beard. Yeah. I'm Jim Schafer. I don't like heavy metal. I, I like country. I, I can't wait for brutal banjos. If Tim Schafer is working late, he's only a few blocks away from the kitchen studio here. Mm. They're downtown uh, South ah. Market. Maybe Wait, Tim Schaefer, what are you doing here? Oh, he's not here. Maybe uh, if we think really hard, <laughs> I was going to hear our signal and show yeah. up. Tim. 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 His brother, Jim, Tim. comes in. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jim Schaefer. Uh, okay, actually, I'm just imagining him like Seth Galifianakis. I just realized. Zach's uh, made-up brother is. <laughs> so, let's play a game. I have two uncles. You want to know their names? Guess. Tim and Jim? Yeah. Hmm. And my dad's name's Tom. Tim, Tom, and Jim. Jim Tim Tom. Fun fact. Your grandparents are sadists. You realize that. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Floridians. Anyway. If I have two sons, they'll be Tom and Jerry for sure. Then they fight. It's like, oh, they're they're cosplaying. Do you have a brother named Perker? Perker? No. (laughs) Porker? How about a sister named Posey? Uh, Oh, it's actually uh, kind of close, but no. Oh, wow. Uh, Can we hear what it is? Oh, it's daily. It's completely like oh, not okay. at all related. <laughs> That's not it. It's not posy at all. No. Parker posy. My so. cousin ring around. <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> fire barons. They're pretty great. Huh? <laughs> we, we talk about number two. Look, I'm serious. Someone's ambushing the pole cats. Someone's ambushing the pole cats. Oh heavens! Whatever will we do? That is my favorite quote from Full Throttle. Uh, where you'll find the Polecats, our number two gang. Polecats are led by Ben, who is a uh, huge guy with a perpetual five o'clock shadow, uh, who goes on an adventure to clear his name for the murder of, um, what's his, like, old man Corley or something? Like, that world's version of the Harley Davidson founders. What kind of gang name is Polecats? It makes me think of, like, the... uh the knockoff version of like pussycat dolls that you would find mm-hmm. in a blockbuster with like a similar cover polecats dolls <laughs> yeah they, they're pole dancers scorbeater <laughs> from the makers of transmorphers <laughs> when when the game opens the polecats have a bit of a financial issue hey ben hmm. you know ben we're broke yeah and if some cash doesn't come our way soon we're in big trouble relax I have a feeling something's coming our way. Something, something big. big. If we keep clinking our glasses, <laughs> something will happen. Wait, Dave. hold on. I, I'm wondering how we Whoa. can get some money. It's like it's happening right here in real life. Dave, is it working? <laughs> I, I need money. We need more money for this podcast. I wonder how we can do it. Because don't you know if you don't get money, things will get bad real soon? That's we'll have true. to clink more glasses together. <laughs> they generate sparks of money. No, Dave. No. no. We, we won't have any glasses to clink. <laughs> any no, listener with bass speakers is going to love that clip. Like That guy's <laughs> just like, yeah, <laughs> we need money. So even though he's like, something big's going to come, when an opportunity actually arises, he has too much integrity to accept. Does this look like an escort service to you? You would be well compensated for your time, of course. Not interested. 
It's uh, fairly obvious that you could use the money. Listen, I said we're not for rent. The polecats are not goons for hire. Not goons for hire. That is, of course, uh, Mark Hamill he's talking to oh. as uh, Adrian Ripberger, the <laughs> secret villain of the game. Spoilers. Sorry if you're going to play full throttle. Yeah, that Mark Hamill plays needless. a slimy guy. Who'd have thought? Yeah, well, he <laughs> plays a bunch of slimy guys in that game, too. It was like, in lots of games. That was kind of one of his early breakouts as a voice actor. Yeah. It, was, it was sort of a surprise. Like, wow, Luke Skywalker's in this game. That's so awesome. <laughs> so, like, what kind of gang isn't a uh, thug for... I know. It's yeah. like the polecats have integrity. Yeah. We just we only beat up people that we want that to wear beat shirts yeah. that have symbols we don't particularly take on to. Yeah, we only beat up people for fun. We're a game with artistic integrity. <laughs> we don't sell out, man. We just sell meth. Even though we actually really need money. Yeah. Well, that, that's the other thing. that They seem to be like a morally pure kind of biker gang that doesn't actually do anything criminal. Maybe they like fix up and sell bikes or something. Like It's not really clear right, where so, their money comes so from. They, so they have like what's clearly a cover operation mechanic that's not a cover operation. And they just they don't make a lot of money because they're just mechanics. They are so hemorrhaging money. Like, we, we should do crime. It pays... I knew we were doing something wrong. Like when you're a biker gang and you have a you know mechanic shop that you run or something, that there's supposed to be drugs in the back yep. room and guns. So you're doing it yeah. wrong if you're literally just doing what the cover operation is. Ben, we need some money. Maybe we should try getting day jobs. Huh, what a great idea. <laughs> I hear a Starbucks down <laughs> like, the street hiring. It turns out a bunch of middle-aged men can't just ride motorcycles around and expect to sustain that lifestyle without <laughs> doing anything else. Turns out you can't buy gasoline with freedom. <laughs> but you can buy freedom with gas. Ow! That was... That makes no sense. I'm sorry. That was political. <laughs> um... But you know, there's another scene that I think most people who played Full Throttle remember Ben for especially, and it also happens pretty early on. You know what might look better on your nose? What? The bar. So, yeah, bartender with a ring through his nose, uh, Ben grabs it and slams his face off. Oh, I thought he was referring to the test that uh, prospective attorneys have to take. Um, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> You're going to have to study that nose ears. Yeah. I thought he managed to uproot the bar from its <laughs> foundations and placed it atop this character's nose. That would have been even better. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, just grabbing some guy's nose ring and slamming, slamming it down on the bar is kind of... It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. If it I, made, like, a door-knocking sound, that would be pretty good. Yeah. I have a feeling that, like, in if that were an M-rated game, he would have, like, just yanked down and slammed the nose ring on the bar without... Right. No, the entire nose Torn out it. of the guy's nose. Yeah. Like, oops, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm a good guy biker. <laughs> Pulled up the entire nose like a Mr. Potato Head. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You see, we polecats have integrity. <laughs> I only threatened violence. I didn't actually do it. Why are we called polecats? I don't get it. Because we. That's okay. where they make their money from their expert pole dancing skills. <laughs> All our money from the meth goes to help animal shelters. <laughs> the We're animals sleeping. are hooked on meth. <laughs> <laughs> they sell meth to cats. That's, that's their whole thing. <laughs> cats have money. <laughs> and then goes to the animal shelter to help the cats recover. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> that's mis totally misplaced priorities. <laughs> 
Physics lesson, fuckball. Do you know how motorcycles work, do you, Johnny? You about to get school. Centrifugal inertia, meaning the quicker your wheels go, the more stable you are. The faster we go, the harder we hit it, the more us brothers pull together. That's why we do what we do. That's how we do what we do. Why? How? They're the same fucking thing. We go faster, longer, and harder. And that's how we stay together. Brian, shut up. That's the the Lost from Lost and Damned. Yep. From uh, GTA 4, episodes from Liberty City. I just, uh, like, love that clip. Like, just yeah. the energy of that. Yeah, well, Bill, Billy, I guess he's the chapter president mm-hmm. of the Lost, who begins the game by coming back from prison after a 15-year stretch. Surprisingly, he's not the main character main character is Johnny Klebitz, who's been keeping the game together that whole time. Yeah. But Billy is, like, by far the most entertaining thing about the game. He just has all these weird, extravagant outbursts and insults people. And uh, I just realized all the sounds I grabbed were of him because he's just so yeah. goddamn riveting. Where's my bike? You know where it is. Let me rephrase the question. Where the fuck is my bike and where the fuck haven't you got it back for me? Yeah. Then that bike. mission, you go and get his bike. Because he asked. Because yep, he asked. Not very nicely. <laughs> Didn't even say please. And then you, you torture a guy by uh, holding his face against a, a revving motorbike yep. wheel until he, he gives up the location of the bike. Mm. It's one of those things like, ah, it's been 15 years. I don't know where it is. Oh, man, no, I know exactly where it is now. It's over there. <laughs> I'm allergic to rubber. Oh. Worried about my carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> Make my face real bad. Oh, can I offset this? <laughs> why, why are you? Why are you just spinning your wheels? You're not going over your waist no. in gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Parker yeah. is the new shy Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where this jacket come from? Just kind of draped itself. It's just there. Yeah. This sort of grew out of your back. Ethical. That's creepy. <laughs> Yeah, we. It's not from an animal. You're just secreting leather. <laughs> That's okay, because it's my own. I wasn't harmed to make it. Take what you gotta take, drink what you gotta drink, fuck what you gotta fuck. I don't care. Kill who you gotta kill, but get it out of your system. Hmm. And when you do, give me a call and we'll get back to business. It's Dunny desperately trying to get him to be normal again and not just randomly wage war with other biker gangs because he can, or make deals with mafia guys that continually get Johnny into trouble. So. Man, sounds like being in a biker gang is, like, pretty stressful. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard. It, like, that's one thing about Lost and Damned. Like, it's not a biker fantasy. It makes no. it look like hard work. Yeah. Yes. Like, You're... this this is their job. And it's like, well, we've, you know, we've been doing pretty well. We've sort of, we've kept up this truce with this other gang. We've kind of scraped by with enough money to pay for our club that we have. Yep. In New York, stock is going up. Investors are happy. You know, it's all good. <laughs> and it's like it's it's very unlike you know GTA Four proper, where like you know Nico will have some crummy apartments, but then by the end of the game, you've got like these super nice places. But Johnny sleeps in a mattress in like a spare yeah. room in the club when yeah. you when you go to make a save. And I'm like, oh, this is like kind of grimy and depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's he's basically he lives in a shithole. Yeah, and there's no aid. There's no other apartment you can buy or whatever. <laughs> He's just in a shithole. <laughs> and like, yeah, you walk out of there, and immediately you're like in a room with a bar and a big cage where women dance, and mm-hmm. it's like, this is my life. Yeah, these are my choices. I kind, I'm, I'm a little bit I'm jealous. Not the woman in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> what if he is the one in the cage? Oh, oh whoa. Whoa. very deep. But actually, there are the cages are actual. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't like a metaphor. Cage of society, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I do love how the game, like that DLC, had like a grain filter over it to be like, now it's mm-hmm. even bleaker. <laughs> yeah. 
There's no color whatsoever. <laughs> even the health bar doesn't even go green when you're feeling good. It just goes because you're never red. feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> I love he's like he's like a like the secretary of that club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how you know it's like you're a secretary. Oh, the biker gang. I answer the phone. They actually have an official, probably legalized structure. <laughs> like, yes, the secretary, the commander at arms or something yeah. like that. Uh, you didn't write that memo on official stationery. Someone comes in. Wait, did you use Excel to write these expense reports? <laughs> Let me see your resume. <clears throat> Two years with the Polecats, that's... Uh... Got a reference? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, I guess one way you can look at it with the president getting out of jail after 15 years is that the rest of the characters have kind of grown up and matured a little bit and they've learned to run a business over 15 years and then like the, the president gets out and it's like, ah, oh, it's like I'm 30 again. Come on, let's hmm. uh, let's tear some shit up. Oh, we're yeah. all old now. I do love that your very first introduction to the leader of the Lost is him like promising his sponsor from prison, like, mm -hmm. I am on straight and narrow. And the very thing he, first thing he does, he's like, get me some Coke and whiskey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were in jail shanking people. We were running a respectable shiv business. <laughs> and we've grown. You were a test marketer. <laughs> we, you've, been, you've been doing great work for us in the uh, shiv quality control department. <laughs> now get on that Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Would you rate it out of 10? Like an 8? <laughs> what is with the rust quality? Sharpened toothbrush. Eight, eight out of ten. It's also hygienic. But as as you know, interesting as Billy is to watch, like you know, after that clip that I played with the "Get It Out of Your System," he basically just tells Johnny to to fuck off and and get him some drugs. And he's like, "Oh, and that girlfriend of yours? Uh, why don't you call her up? Because I want to fuck her, and so does everybody else here." Yeah. Again, it's like this is this is this is the character's life. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is my choices, man. Yep. Dating is optional in that game. You don't have to. You don't, well, have, to, you don't, you don't have to call that woman to. Can you date her? I thought she was I just can't. sort of a junkie who calls you up to deal with her problems. Yeah. She's yeah. really annoying. And is there a relationship how? Anyway. <laughs> I was like, isn't that dating? Yeah, I guess. Wow, me and Tyler are just like <laughs> dark. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hurt, man. <laughs> man, you I shouldn't have let the Polk Cats. <laughs> it was the Polecats. I'm going to actually go start a biker gang up in Kansas. We call ourselves Polecats. Yeah. He won't get made fun of at all. No. No. As you how ride you around on your bicycles. And <laughs> it's a little biker gang. So, yeah, and for, for all of Johnny's efforts, this is his reward. Please don't be a dick. Johnny, you seem a little tense lately. Have you considered some analysis? Maybe a day spa? High colonic? Colonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because farts. <laughs> we all know that one guy's like, ah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the DLC that had the wiener in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting Legacy. also. That we, we talked a bit about Ballad of Gay Tony last week, which was the other half of that DLC. No dicks in Ballad of Gay Tony. Dicks in this one. Yep. In Lost and Dan. You, you get to full, full view of a senator's uh, non erect penis. Yeah. I, and I only. I, I recently <laughs> just started playing this because I wanted some reference for uh, Ride to Hell. And the way that the scene is laid out, it, it's kind of clever because you spend the first 45 seconds of this. 50 second cutscene. It's like, oh, the 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 screen cuts off right at his belly, right. and it, it artfully covers it up with other objects. Yeah, and, and you're like, okay, whatever. And then like, yeah, the last Wham. five seconds is just like hit a penis. Yep. So it's kind of like that bit in the Simpsons movie where you suddenly see yeah. Bart's penis for yeah. like half a second. I was gonna say pull like an Austin Powers, where it's just like, oh, it's 
covered up with various fruit. Yeah, but if, if it's like at the end of one of those scenes, it just like wham. Yeah, <laughs> you just see uh, Michael Myers' is dick. Yep. That would been a different movie. Which That'd is probably what he wanted all along. It would have been probably. a better movie. It would have been a better movie. I don't know. I saw <laughs> it when I was like 10, so no. Yeah. Do you like my wiener, baby? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know why I did that. You visualized it. <laughs> You've made it wrong and un- unwholesome now. Yeah. <laughs> this wholesome right. podcast You ruined our ruined. dick conversation. <laughs> no. Our I'm wholesome sorry. dick conversation. Yeah. Dick-versation. <sighs> I think there should be um, more... No, cock-versation. There we go. <laughs> Actually... I want more a dick session in game. <laughs> dick session? I like. I'm, try, I'm trying dick to discussion. Yeah, dick I'm trying to combine yeah. discussion dicks. It, it didn't. It didn't work. It just wasn't as good. Hmm. <laughs> Penis. Send your best answers too. <laughs> Michigan apocalypse. I like it, the- well, this conversation has gone on for too long. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right about that. I can't think of a dick pun to respond to that way. <laughs> We've been viewer. talking about this for too, <laughs> too long. Ah, uh, he resisted. Fijlon. Fijlon. <laughs> I said we've peen talking about oh, oh. Ballsy of you, dude. <laughs> we've peen cocking about this for too long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our first segment. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some other stuff, I guess. Possibly new releases. Are there any? I don't know. It's a mystery. Stay tuned and find out. Hey listeners, are you enjoying the show so far? Well then why not help us keep our momentum going? You can subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. We love five-star reviews especially, but you know that. You can buy stuff through the Amazon links on our site, and we'll get a little cut of any money you spend. You can buy a t-shirt from store.lasertimepodcast.com, or you can comment on our articles or post on our forums, and let us know what you like or don't like about the show. We do appreciate hearing that stuff. Or you could tell the world about us and create more VGA fans. More VGA fans means more podcast. Somehow. I'm not sure how. But it does. If you really want to go the extra mile, you can donate to us via the donation button on VigiGameApocalypse.com. But if you do, please make sure to say it's for Apocalypse, or it won't go to us. Finally, you can follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Now back to the show. And we're back. Time to talk about some new releases, I guess. These are the new releases. They are releasing new releases. These are the new releases. Everybody tell us Not really a whole lot on the radar for this week. Probably the biggest thing is the new DLC episode for Walking Dead Season 1, 400 Days, mm-hmm. which is a marked departure from the first season's arc. It doesn't uh, involve Lee or Clementine at all. It instead introduces five new characters... And their stories kind of intersect, and you can play them in any order. 
And certain things you do in one character's storyline, if you play through it chronologically, will affect events in another player's or character's storyline. So, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It takes about an hour to play through. Yep. It's like five bucks. It's fun. Well, it's yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just recently played through it. Um, I, I didn't review it or anything, so this, don't consider this OXM's Final Judgment. But it was kind of a middle-of-the-road Walking Dead episode. Like, not the best, not the worst. It, you know, it has some problems in that it's five different people, mm-hmm. none that you get particularly attached to. There are some, there were some decisions that I'd had that, you know, that that typical Walking Dead like, let me stop and think for a second about about what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I only have like five seconds though because there's that timer clicking down. Oh, well, I love that. Yeah, I was impressed by the fact that like these these aren't like the beginning or ends of stories. They're just like the middles, and they're not even complete yeah. middles. They're just like. Here's a moment in this person's yeah. life. You don't really know how they got to this point. Yeah. You don't know what happens afterward. They're not even creamy middles like an Oreo. They're like very vacant middles like an Oreo that somebody ate the middle out of. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Complex <laughs> metaphor there, right? But <laughs> what I'm getting at is I, I'm actually quite impressed with the amount of character development yeah. and emotional attachment and immediacy that they managed to pack into these yeah. things despite their very short runtime. Like each one runs like 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, I would say out of the five, three, maybe four of them, I was like emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. And then there was like one, one and a half times where I was just like, oh, I don't really care what that this person does. the episode two of the group. Yeah. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. by and large, it's a, it's a pretty good episode and, and, and it's experimental, which is cool. But yeah, they're, they're like the, the, the very end all of your all of the decisions that you've made pay off, but it's mm-hmm. not in a concrete way. That yeah, the and it's it's not have. even clear. Like, well, is this a good thing or a bad thing yeah. that just happened? Like, you, you know, we'll have to wait until season two to find out, yeah. probably. Yeah, and that'll be interesting. And I like it. It, it had a few um, subtle crossovers from your decisions in the first season that that. They, they, it's not nothing very major, but cool little things no. where it's like, oh yeah, I remember doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so. remember when that happened. Yes, to a, another yeah. character. It's a really hard Super game vague. to talk about without spoilers. Yeah, like, when the when the story is the main like mechanic of yep. the game, trying mm-hmm. to tell people about it without ruining it, mm-hmm. it's kind of impossible. <laughs> yeah. So there's a really good part where this thing happens. And do you remember it? <laughs> oh man, that part is yeah. so the great. Thing? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, like, because that other thing that you did, remember before? Can you imagine uh-huh. talking about yeah. John Carpenter's the thing being big? And so <laughs> then the thing happens when with the thing, and then and then there's this crossover with the Fantastic Four, and the thing comes in. It's it's so thing. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, um, I have yet to play it, but. You know, uh, Dave and Corey were talking about it on KOXM. KOXM, you can listen to it with your ears. And they, were, they said that, like, it was, in many places, darker than anything that the that the yeah. original, like, season did. And that terrifies yeah. me. Yeah, that, that's one thing that, that kind of stuck with me is that in the first five episodes, if you make the decision that seems like the better moral choice to make. Which rarely happens, but mm-hmm. yeah, but like glimpses of yeah. this is actually a moral but you'll, good. You'll, you'll be rewarded for... The better thing happening, but there are a couple points where I thought I was making the decision that was the more, you know, the nicer thing to do, and it backfired. Yeah. So and that, is, that's the thing that you don't you don't always know. Like the moral morality of it isn't always obvious, and you might think you're doing good, and then it completely blows up in your which face. Which is kind of mm. why I love the Walking Gets Dead. Gets people killed. Like the, the Walking Dead series, like even the comics, but also the games, is 
you know, like that 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 first couple of games came out right when we were all, for lack of a better term, bitching about the Mass Effect ending. Oh, my mm-hmm. choices didn't matter. It was just like a binary three point ending. And like Walking Dead shows how like you you kind of compromise your story when you give choice. It's like if you're choosing your own adventure, it's too perfect and ideal and based around what you say. And Walking Dead does this, this great idea of, oh yeah, you're going to have a choice. You're going to have your own abject morality towards this, but life is going to fuck you over. Life's going to screw mm-hmm. you over. These terrible things are going to happen. And the choice is just how you're coping with it. And it feels more real. It feels like, oh yeah, I made a choice when this dire thing happened. I couldn't stop it because I'm not Mr. Magical Shepherd Man, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I wish they had redone the Mass Effect ending with like 36 different possible outcomes, but all of them end with Shepard dying horribly and everybody on the crew Spoilers! Dying. I actually haven't yeah, finished no. Mass Effect 3. Oh, well, you the 36 different Mass Effect 3? No, I haven't. There's, wow. I haven't there's, even finished two. You Don't get sent three cupcakes and you pick your favorite cupcake. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, it's not a spoiler. I just like everyone's complaining that there were three endings. It's like mm-hmm. I wish instead they had made, or, or to, to, to make the fans feel better... They had, they had, fine, here's 36 endings, but in each one, something even worse happened. Yeah, they're, they're all terribly written and, like, really janky. Where it's like, and then Garrus, load, 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 yeah. went to start a country band. <laughs> no, they all end with someone uh, going back to their home planet and dying on the way. <laughs> that should be... There should be, like, five that are kind of hard to find that are just, like, drawn with black and white stick figures and, like, some Norwegian guys doing the voiceover. There should be at least six different variations on it was all a dream. (laughs) (laughs) He was calibrating in his head. Uh, It's 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 just all a coma dream. Anyway, Anyway. new releases. That's an old release. Michael. That is an old release. You really haven't finished. You have. I haven't started Mass Effect 3. Started? I haven't finished 2. What's wrong? Why? I've had other games to play. Do you you have any idea how many games I review? It's crazy. Yeah. Two games. Well, yes, I review two games. <laughs> period. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, it's just the most important series of, you know, ever. I had to play Red Dead Redemption. Anyway. Um, I never played that. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. Wow, it's just like a roundtable of things we didn't play. Yeah. It's kind of like The Lost in the Dan, but with horses. Mm. Right? Kind of, yeah. Gotcha. It is kind of one of the best things ever made so I don't know get on that yeah they should uh, bring it to PC it's a lot like Ride to Hell Retribution but with horses and the 1900s and and also good and fun yeah that's why I haven't played The Last of Us yet Mm. P I guess I could just take Chris's copy of you could and play you could you have a PS3 sitting out in your living room which I'm staring at I was uh, right now. more PS3 than I ever had. I'm afraid I would just turn it on and it would just like overwrite his save and then he would come back and (laughs) And, Comes and back all the way from LA to. I him. heard something. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to my save? Well, you just start a new profile on the machine. Anyway, uh, I don't. I don't know. So Walking Dead. Walking Dead has good. Me. Good morality system. Way better yeah. than binary choose your own adventure BS. What if you don't have morals like me? Then you play yeah. Walking Dead because yeah. it's also great for me. And you, you just be completely nihilistic and uh, make random decisions. That's how but, I'm playing Dragon Age right now. Yeah. I do I do like that there are little callbacks. There are some genuinely harrowing moments in uh, 400 Days. Like, one, I, I don't want to spoil anything about it, other than that it's very similar to a scene in Episode 2 mm. where you hack a guy's leg off. Uh, like the, mm. yeah. the, the thing you got. It's, it's similarly horrifying right, and nasty. Right, 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 right. And, yeah. yes. and you have to do yeah. it multiple times. Yeah, I am... 
I don't know. If you were to take the word excited and terrified and kind of put them into one, like, I am anxious, I guess, to play this? Exer- I don't know. You're hmm. exerified. I'm exerified. Yes. Actually, sounds really cool. Well, I mean, it's not, like, Exerified. super scary, but it, it is, like, there were a couple moments that did make me jump. Yeah. Uh, which is rare. There are some meat, so there are some scenes of gore that are mm-hmm. kind. Of, they're gorier than most uh, of the other five episodes. Which is like, a delicate yeah. little flower. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. Even the, the the first season was already like, <laughs> here are all these things that make you a horrible hollow human being yep. inside. And I'm like, okay, I loved it. But and uh, it interestingly, hurt. zombies are not really much of a threat nope. in this one. Like it's all the major threats Ooh. are other human beings. Yeah, that sounds like Walking Dead. Yep. Well, it's, yeah, it takes place over 400 days, so, like, the zombies are a threat mm-hmm. for some of the 400 days, but then by, like, and I mean, it's, like, the same thing in the comic where it's, like, at a certain point, the zombies are, like, kind of this tiny little thing that, yeah, like, they know how to defend against them. It's only dealing with other humans. That's the... Yeah, because they, mm-hmm. yeah. Once the society's been collapsed, they did their job. They're like, yeah. we out! Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also coming out this week, Dark on Xbox 360. Mm. I feel like we've talked about this in an earlier episode, and none of us were very impressed with it. Yes. So uh, I said it's the worst demo we ever took. It's, it's, it's a, the worst demo we ever took. It's a stealth vampire game, and uh, I seem to remember Anne saying, "What was it that like she had brought up Dishonored?" And the guy got super pissed and was all like, "We thought of this way before Dishonored." Right. Oh yeah, they have yeah. like the warping thing, like Dishonored. Oh okay. But Dishonored does it oh, exceptionally yeah. better. Compare us to our contemporaries. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a weird habit I've noticed from a lot of designers. Like, even if you point out an obvious similarity between their game and another game, they will deny to their graves that they were ever inspired by right. by another yeah. game. It's okay to be inspired. Mm-hmm. It is. And the only one who's ever admitted it was um was the the guy from Bethesda. Who lead designer of Skyrim? Who oh, was, who was wow. like I pointed out? It's like, oh yeah, like the, the dual wielding thing that looked kind of like Bioshock Two. It's like that's where we got the idea. I'm like, really? <laughs> You're admitting that? <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing! You're and a great it was person. A good game. It wow. was. It's almost How about like that? If you just you know take your homage and run with it. You can do okay. Mm-hmm. I believe that was Skyrim. Skyrim, where Gy- you rim guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a long succession of dudes in need of rimming. <laughs> your rimming <laughs> skill goes up. Oh, I was yeah. saying that was the name Increase of the developer, the not a concept. Right, his name was Guyrim McGee. Instead of the dragon, Guyrim Threepwood. <laughs> Instead of the dragonborn, you're the the brown tongue. Oh, <laughs> wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the, the shouts we, mean I'm, a lot different than you think. They yeah, mean. yeah, you're just screaming up some dude's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Hello, hello. Speaking hello. of dudes' asses, uh, Metal Gear Solid: The Legacy Collection is ah. also coming out for PS3. <laughs> that segue actually worked, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is so much ass in Metal Gear. What's his oh name? Johnny. Isn't that like Johnny his whole Sasaki. running gag? Is you're going to see this yeah. asshole? Uh huh. And then yeah. he'll somehow turn up to be a hero. Yeah, he's going to yeah, be the hero in the a, end. Like, he actually, like in every game, does something either like directly or by association that yeah. actually like saves the world. Yeah. Like, Oh, even sixties. Yeah, here's like his his great 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 grandfather. He's like, oh, Yawn gives you the tool of your escape by accident. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Spoiler alert: how a guy who has chronic diarrhea oh, yeah, and ends bad. up nude is actually secretly one of the most heroic characters in yeah. the entire game. And it's like, and is also super handsome and gets the girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they retcon how awesome he is. 
and that <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of amazing like i when that happened i had to put the controller down i'm like I have to rethink everything I thought about this series. <laughs> Normally they retcon the crappy stuff, get it? Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, no, no, we're, we, we accidentally made him awesome. We're going to reel that back. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're trying to push, guys, Raiden's cool. Please tell us Raiden's cool. <laughs> we made him a robot with an eye patch and a laser sword. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, we put him in a game you're all really excited about. What more do you want? Like, we'll make that game actually good. Um, <laughs> Slow down there, champ. <laughs> we gave him a laser sword. Uh, Rise, Rising was okay. It just kind of fell apart <laughs> at the end. Everybody, video game producer Don Knotts. <laughs> I feel like every everyone talks like that in your universe when they're trying to convince you. Come on, we gave him a laser soul. <laughs> Come on, he's got the high heels. <laughs> hey, hey. It's like the sauna, but you're a vampire and you can warp. I mean, what more do you want? Do you want to be more like the sauna? It already came out. We don't want you to buy the same thing twice. It's not economically viable. Hmm. There you go. So back to Dark, which I actually yeah. kind of helped save that one. I think we kind of moved on from Dark. Oh, uh, save it again. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Um, so that's that's like all the games, pretty much, all except for games. Rising. Metal um, of Solid. Didn't that, didn't that Sparkus Legends free-to-play thing come out? Help me out here. No, I, that, I was that was the other week. Yeah. That was the other week? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I just couldn't get on to it It's for been free-to-play. The servers blow. Yeah. Out. Mm. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> you tried to I gave it a chance. But yeah, Metal Gear comes with what? Metal Gear One and Two, Metal Gear Solid One, Two, Three, and Four, and then I think Peace Walker and Portal. Does it? I, I, Not, I think everything but Portal. Portal Lost. So yeah, it, it does have Peace Walker. Yes. It's like the only real like portable one that matters. Yes. Portable ops, more like portable plops. <laughs> what? Why, why does Konami seem to hate <laughs> that okay. game? Like they they've kind of disowned it. Like when Peace Walker came out, they were kind of pretending that like portable ops never happened. Like no, this is the definitive. PSP, because this like, is a genuine sequel. The story of Portable Ops pretty much is this never happened. It's like... No, I guess that's true. Like It was a noble effort, but it was like, we're trying to make uh, the Metal Gear experience with half the analog sticks and half the content. So it's pretty much just a tech demo for a future game, which becomes peaceful. Well, it's a it's a dude kidnapping sim. It's yeah, like, I, 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 knock a dude out, uh, tie a weather balloon to him. That goes and, through like indoor buildings and like. Tr- uh huh. Do I, that to everybody. Kidnap absolutely everybody. They're like, oh, you captured me. I am on your side. I, mm-hmm. What a gun. I'd say I, I didn't play that when it was on PSP, but when it came out on as part of the HD collection yep. on Xbox, I actually I really enjoyed it because it it made something out of being stealthy and knocking people out instead of killing them like yeah i love 2 is probably it might still be my favorite metal yeah. gear solid game because of yeah. the whole um dog tag collecting mm. part i i was really into that like would collect every single dog tag i where could where snake has to kind of essentially dry hump someone to get yeah it out. make them do a little sexy sexy dance for you they'll got to want it yeah drop the tag oh, for yeah. you <laughs> uh, kind of like the Simpsons one where it's like, you know, Flanders, roll down your pants. Super My hands are up. Peace Walker was all about, like, yeah, if you get this guy to, not submit to you, but, like, if you hold him up, he will become part of your group. And I'm like, that is, that actually makes me want to Consent go through to a game stealthily. And, yeah. Which games like Dishonored kind of lack. It's like, oh, you can go through and not kill someone, and you'll get an achievement. Yeah. It's like, well, what if, mm-hmm. what if I... But when I like actually but, try, but you can't yeah. recruit them to your private army. So what's the point? I know. Exactly. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't make them do a sexy dance to give you a dog tag. Yeah. So dishonored. I, you're either in my, I either want you <laughs> in my army or I want your dog tags so I can have them on a list in mm. my game. I need one more for my collection. 
<laughs> yeah, my way of playing any stealth game is sneak past the first two guys, make one mistake, slaughter Fuck everybody up. in. Because the autosave goes, it's like, mm, gotta no. start all over, man. <laughs> no. No. I don't start over. I slaughter everybody around me after I make one mistake and then <laughs> go through the rest of the level just with swords slicing necks. Tyler Wilde efficient. Yeah. He's the most efficient man we got in the field. I mean, I start no I start with good intentions yeah. like I'm I'm going to be stealthy and going to do the the I'm going to ghost this level and then yeah. as soon as I make a mistake I'm like, "Well, fuck, that didn't work." Now I'm stabbing everyone in their necks, and they're all <laughs> dead. I made it through 98% of Metal Gear Solid 3 non-lethal. So close. And then wow. there's that last chase at the end where all the bikes are coming after you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I still got to get this achievement. I'm so close to the end. This is the last scene. you know. And so Snake is using the tranquilizer pistol to knock out all the guys in the motorcycles. Right. Well, apparently when they go unconscious and they crash, I, I guess, kills them. Who, who'd have <laughs> thunk? So, yeah, so I lost the achievement because... Uh -huh. Because you're a bad gamer. But you, you got to go yeah. through the sorrows part and like not see any anybody. Nope, just the, just the Cobra unit guys that you who kill themselves technically. Ah, okay. Yeah. And, and, I, and I got the thing where you, if you, you sneak up on the end and hold him up. Mm -hmm. who's, who's like the big stealth boss, the sniper guy. Right. You, you can sneak up on him, hold him up, and you get the best camouflage in the game. Wow. By the way, I'm yeah. super excited that there's a sniper boss in... Um, in the, the fan pain. pain, am I quiet or whatever? Can I, I can I just redo the end battle? Because oh I want to do that again. I'll yeah. do it again. I don't care. Such a good battle. Don't have to change anything about it. That game I'll is pretty that. much just I'll like one big boss battle with yeah. stealth, like intermissions. Yeah. yeah. So Metal Gear, lovely. Go get it. Yeah, you should buy it with your monies. Mm -hmm. You absolutely should. You know, we were talking about Dishonored earlier. You know what I found most interesting about Dishonored? Yeah. No women wear skirts. All women wear pants. Huh. What a progressive society. It really is. <laughs> That's not what I found interesting about it. <laughs> That's cool. Really? You must but have you been paying that. attention the to a different with, game than me, the Tyler. With the steampunk skull mask like, disappearing through walls and stealth be like, mm, you know, that's been done. You it's know a what, cliche. Unlike now, you, women pants. Yeah, unlike you, Michael, I don't see sex. <laughs> I don't see color or sex. Well, that's just because you I hide your eyes during those pants. scenes. So <laughs> I don't know if anyone is a man or a woman. Or wearing... I just I see shapes. I have to die. Uh -huh. Die, so, die. So die and, and could be a dude for all you know, and you'd be fine I don't see pants hey, or skirts. Now. I can't distinguish one piece of clothing from another. Or oh, so that's why you're wearing underwear in your head right now. Mm. Yes. <laughs> see, I just didn't want to be rude. I don't know what... A, a triangle from an octagon? I don't see shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... What is breathing? All right, now I don't feel bad that you didn't compliment me on my skirt right now. <laughs> See, I don't see that kind of thing. Well, see, you're you're you... gender blind, color blind, yeah. and also literally blind. <laughs> I don't see. <laughs> I don't see video games. <laughs> I would love for a blind person to start off with that. Like, oh, I, I don't, you know, I don't see race, man. I don't see color. I don't see you know, gender. You know, somebody I don't see has. shapes. I don't see things. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything. My rods and cones is fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Be blind poetry. people. They're not fucked up, man. They're just different. Okay. <laughs> They don't don't, don't be prejudiced. That's the first joke I would make if I were blind. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, well, you, you, now you, you can know. gouge out your eyes, and that can be like your stand-up act. <laughs> Sid Meier's Civilization Five: Brave New World. <gasps> That's actually kind of good. Tyler, you know about that, right? I do. What What is the difference between that and other iterations of Civilization Five? Well, it adds things. Whoa. What does it add? Well, it adds trade routes, which is cool. There's already a mod that kind of does what it does, but not as well. Um, the trade routes are cool. Like you can, basically, it like gives you 
a reason to want to protect units going between cities. So <laughs> you, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Units. Uh, so you can open trade routes to your own cities and to foreign cities, to um, uh, what are they called? City-states. And it'll earn you resources sort of based on whatever the discrepancy between what you have and what they have is. You'll earn gold and all that. But it's kind of cool because these units have to go back and forth, be it over land or water, and you basically have to protect your caravans. Um, it adds a World Congress, which is basically like the UN. Um, and nations have votes. So they can vote on policies. You can vote on policies to hurt other nations. You can propose policies if you founded the... Uh, uh, what did I say it was called? I've already forgotten. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> strategy games. Um, <laughs> basically, it makes the non-conquest victories more fun in the end, as far as I know. And I there's other victories. What? I've been playing it all wrong. Hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, conquest is like kind of the that's the the you know the brute's way to win. It's also like the the least efficient way possible. Yeah, I found that the hard. It way. makes a diplomatic victory a bit more fun and more interesting. Um, I don't know. I find constant war is also pretty fun. Yeah, and I love that Outdoor is gone. Showed him who's boss. Fuck yeah. Hmm. And uh, it adds new civs, of course. My favorite is Venice. Oh. It's insane. It, you can only have you cannot make settlers, so Venice can only have one city. What? However, it can wow. buy city states, and that makes sense. It can yeah. annex other cities. So Venice is just—you have one capital, Venice, and uh, you can—and you have a great navy, and you, of course, are making incredible wealth. You have—I think—I think their special ability is twice as many trade routes. Okay, and those are gold. Everyone's like, know, "How do you win?" If those you are gold farms, like basically trade routes. So you get yeah. twice as many as every other city. Hmm, okay. So. Yeah, and, you can, and with all that gold, you can buy city-states and make them yours. Yeah. Um, you can't decide what they produce, I think, but um, yeah. So, Venice is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just more, more. I mean, people who complain that Civ Five wasn't as deep as Civ Four mm. are, I think, probably going to finally be won over, because Gods and Kings plus this. Oh, yeah. I can. There's a lot of systems in there now, so... Yeah, and it, it, I don't know, I played a little bit of it, and it definitely made the, like, usually I stop a game of Civilization after playing for, like, an hour, and I'm like, Ugh. well, uh, th that was fun, but now I actually have to, like, <laughs> worry about, so, like, I just like the exploring and the initial stuff, but... <laughs> I don't know. It, it keeps me a little more engaged. I have literally never played Civilization for less than, like, five hours at a time. Well, what I mean is I, I played... I played a very few times. What I mean I is I play for an hour and then I start over. Oh, uh, okay. And then over the course of ten hours, I start over ten times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last time I played, I played for about five hours, and then uh, my PC suddenly decided that Windows needed an update, so it dumped me out of there, uh, and I hadn't saved in five hours. Oh! <gasps> So that was the last time I played Civilization. <laughs> You're still bitter about it. The last time <laughs> I played Civilization. You got to go back. Uh, it's so much fun, but it's mm. also, I have a real problem with starting over games where I'm like, oh, I didn't get to build the great lighthouse first. Fuck you. Restart. Yeah. <laughs> Civilization more like save fail. Uh, wow. 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 That was like a three pointer over there. <laughs> Dave Rudden more like Dave funny man. Yep. Din. <laughs> Din. I'll allow it. 
Wow, right. <laughs> what are we doing? I think I we're laughing know. more at laughing at it. Where are we? So, not a whole lot of news this week, really. Well, last week, more more to the point. Don Matrick left Xbox to join Zynga. Uplay got hacked. Zing. Yeah, Zing. Uh, Uplay got hacked um, and, and quickly came clean about it. So, instead of talking about news, we're going to bring back our randomized debate format. Um, Nobody likes it. Nobody likes news. What is it good for? Uh, Absolutely nothing. So anyway, debate topic. Tim Schafer and Double Fine recently went back to people hat in hand. You, You might remember they had an incredibly successful Kickstarter for Broken Age, which was at the time known as Double Fine Adventure. Uh, and they've Tim Schafer apparently said he's got excited and ran out of money. And so in order to raise more money, middle of next year, he's going to put the first half of the game out on Steam, Steam Early Access? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and try to raise money by selling that, and then that will presumably fund the development of the rest of the game, which will come out the following year. Yeah, that's the deal. And if you're a Kickstarter backer, you know, you're going to get the full game no matter what, and you don't have to, and you're going to get involved in that Early Access, I believe, too, but you don't have to played the first half early if you want the whole thing at once. Yeah. He's just giving uh, another way for people to fund it, you know, by purchasing what is essentially like an alpha version, but it's really just the first half of the game. I guess the debate topic is, is it appropriate to go seeking this kind of additional investment from your fans, or should he have just made the game to spec, given the massive amount of cash he had to start with, and go from there. It's about three point three million. Three point three million. Yeah, which is no small amount of money, even for a modern game. Once again, we're going to be randomizing our roles in this debate. We have absolutely nothing prepared. This is going to be fantastic. Heads, you are for him raising the money in this strange way. Tails, you are against it. So me, I am for it. Parker, you are against it. I love you, Tim Schafer. Don't hate me. Dave, you're for it. Uh-oh. And Tyler, you're against it. Yeah. Oh, Team. wow. It worked out. Actually, not really, but three against Parker wouldn't be very much fun. <laughs> oh, Bring come it. on. I wouldn't can it, take it. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm the newcomer. I'm the guest. I have to prove myself in wouldn't, the field of battle. Wouldn't it? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, fine, I'll be... I'm against it. Yeah, you're against it. You hate the idea of making money by soliciting... How dare he ask for more money? Yeah. I say... Well, exactly. I know, right? Parker, you said it You said it right uh, yeah. about 15 seconds ago when you said, how dare he ask, ask for, for more, more money. money? Like, I gave into that Kickstarter. I got that fancy, super soft, cottony t-shirt that said I supported Double Fine Adventure, but I supported it. I already put my investment in but he's not asking he you for additional money. You're yeah. going to get the game. But I've yet to have the return on the money I put uh, in already. You got a nice silky t-shirt and possibly Which also to remind a nice, yeah. everyone around me who sees my shirt that, ah, uh, he has something coming to him. But here's <laughs> a the game thing. that this, has yet this, to come out. This sets a bad precedent. Because um, maybe when you're working with a traditional publisher, you can dick him around and go over budget and tell him it's going to take longer and tell him you need more funding and, and all this, mm-hmm. but you know, when you're directly reporting to your fans who have invested, you know, you can't set the precedent of, of doing that. It's like, yeah, do that to EA and Activision, but this is supposed to be a new, uh, you know, system 
where where the fan and the fans are putting so much trust in this first first round of like Kickstarter games that when you start doing stuff like this, everyone starts to feel uncomfortable and start backing away. And I don't want to see that happen. Mm. Well, well, at the same time, nobody is forcing the fans to to buy into this, and it's basically saying. Do you want a game that would result from a couple more million dollars being spent? Then here's your chance to, to buy into that. Otherwise, you can leave him with the amount of, I want to say, gold he already has and just see what comes out of that. But that, that's that's an interesting question, though. Like, if he doesn't, if this isn't a success, the, the early access sales, is he, is he going to not finish the game? That's a good question. I don't know because he won't make some game. He's perfectly within his rights. Like, that's what Kickstarter is about. It's not a store. They've said that on multiple occasions. And there have been Kickstarter projects which have been funded that have not come through. And I I, I don't know. I I don't think that the uh, people who created the Kickstarters can, like, be prosecuted or or, or have recourse against them. They have disclaimers saying, like, this is an investment. That's sad. And, and, yeah, I mean, Tim Schiffer said, like, we can put out something it will just be a compromised like less than half of what we want it to be version of this and what we're going to do is we're going to put it out on steam early access everybody who's already paid for it via kickstarter will be able to access it early or when it comes out whenever they just want they have they want to get an extra revenue stream out of it which is not not that really that bad I, I i don't feel like well, well that's that the thing is dave that's stupid because yeah well, also <laughs> but like let, 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 let's come yeah. Schaefer got a little ahead of himself imagine if you will we're gonna we're gonna use some theater of the mind here you guys are all hungry and you decide that i should go out and go get pizza for you all yeah. and so you each give me ten dollars a good pizza and i come back with just five cases of caviar yeah and i'm like hey guys i need about maybe five hundred dollars and you're like well, well we gave you ten each for pizza. And you're like, but I can get caviar pizza. Yeah, I went, hey, I'm sorry, but my vision got way beyond your basic pepperonis and anchovies and other things ending in ini. But that sounds like no, your pepperoncinis. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's what you don't want. I had a better vision, so you need to pay so I can complete my vision, even though you paid for the thing that I initially was hey, sent out to do. Can you go get some pizza? Yeah. yeah. I need about $500. Can you get us some pizza? At least right. I won't renege and go, I need $1,000 this time. Because I might get, this time it's caviar pizza no. with gold flakes, because I made, I made too much pizza. I made too much vision. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Well, personally, to be fair, angry to be fair, voice. To be fair he's not asking the same people who already done it, but still something. Yeah, he's asking for money from another source. Personally, I think Tim Schafer is a visionary, and if he wants more money to be thrown at a project, I am all for that. Yeah. Because that's kind of been the problem with a lot of his stuff is running out of money and publishers not being willing to support it. So I think if the audience is serious about wanting to see him do something amazing, the audience needs to be ready to step up and support it. Yeah. And I mean, almost everyone who's had something crowdfunded through Kickstarter have sought out funding either after the project was done or during the project in other fashions. Like, I, I know Zach Braff got his movie funded. But <laughs> then he also this. said... Let's talk about that He guy. also said that he will be, you know, seeking, you know, traditional ways of getting money for, well, for so, movies so, from, from uh, like, yeah, various was people. There, was there movie. deception here, though? I mean, well, Tim Schafer no, says, like, I can I can do this with well, this amount of money, a small amount of money, mm-hmm. and then he gets $3.3 million. Well over yeah, what he said his true. goal was, and now he says, 
oh, you know, basically the whole time I knew I couldn't do it. He got or greedy. Maybe he didn't know he couldn't do it, but come on, he had to. It he had to have modest. some. It started off at like what, like under a million. It was. He made, I, yeah, three, I do. It was like three million, and now he says that's not enough. So like. Was he telling the truth at the beginning? No, but his his idea grew. Like it was originally supposed to be just a, but then know, he a standard his resources. He, well, yeah, but his original idea was something that was just a kind of a throwback to old adventure games, and now they're trying to push the, but, the genre forward. Yeah, don't you want to see the genre pushed forward? Well, I didn't pay for the genre pushed forward. I didn't pay for well, maybe Tim you did. genre pushing visionary expedition adventure. Right. Maybe I just wanted a an old school adventure game from Tim. I Schaefer. went on Kickstarter and I watched his video, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Tim Schafer. I want to make an adventure game, but the publishers won't let me because I don't get enough money. Maybe so we're... I'm gonna ask for a small amount of money to make a small amount of game. Maybe now he's like, I'm making a big AAA game, and I need a big AAA game budget. Maybe if I can play I devil's cool advocate beard. for a second here. That's why I'm doing this entire time. Oh, I know. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm not supposed to. Maybe we're getting a little taste of uh, why he's so unpopular with publishers. Maybe yeah. he pulls this shit all the time. Maybe he's yeah. like, Could be. I'm going to make Brutal Legend have an RPG element and some RTS elements. And everyone's like, maybe you should just stick with the games. Like, this is not my vision. Mm. I can't even keep that metaphor going. <laughs> like, I love that guy too much. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah. It, like I said, he keeps it's, it's, bolting on additional parts. Yeah, it's, it's the pizza thing. I go out, get a pizza, I come back with something you guys did not pay for, and I'm asking for more money. And I'm, even though I'm not asking from you, I'm asking for more money to complete mm-hmm. something yeah. I was sent out to do. Yeah. I mean, come, come Ultimately, uh, well, in this case, it's also more like, well, I've also got this big pile of sandwiches here, so how long exactly is this giant ornate pizza going to take? Yeah, and then it's also like, well, you know, now I have to wait a longer amount of time for this game? Like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the future? Like, who knows? Maybe, like, aliens are going to come and just wipe us all right, out. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You cannot... Any extra year I'm waiting for well, this that, game to come that out. That is a good point. Like, life. we could all die at any second. We could. That sun and could go out. That can supernova any minute now. And then Tim Schafer will laugh because he didn't have to exactly. deliver a, a finished game. Yeah, that's how it works. That's exactly the problem, all I'll have is this excellent poster and t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I have to remember this game by. Mm-hmm. I've already got the the T-shirt developed around the the sandwich, so I don't yeah. mind. Well, so I can just look at the T-shirt, the t-shirt that has the sandwich on it. Yeah. I, I just want I just want to I just want to do another metaphor. So this one's be a little more close to home. Mm-hmm. There was this other game that that that, that was uh, being developed, and it constantly had to stop and ask for more money because new technologies, new ideas were coming out. It was like, no, we got we got to make this new vision. We can't just be we have to push forward. We got to be we can't just be current. And it took forever, forever to come out. That was Duke Nukem forever. Yeah, but we didn't have to pay for that. Yeah, that's you true. You did and when re- it came out. And that no, game grew up to be thing. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but if we're not debating anymore, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, um, like I, I'm yeah. not. No one. No one is actually losing money. Yeah, and I don't understand why people are be- belly aching. It's like oh, for the reasons I was making a parody of. Like, yeah, well, I mean, well, he, was, he had a goal that. They weren't being aware of, but yeah. was not meant. Everyone who paid for it doesn't have to pay again, mm-hmm. and he's just asking, like, hey, if people want to see this early on Steam, they can do that. They'll pay for it, and they'll and get we'll the final get thing money. when that's done. If anything, yeah. this should make people way more sympathetic yeah. to big AAA developers and publishers. Because, like, imagine doing this not with the fifty bucks you threw in for the T-shirt, but with millions of dollars in your company. Say, imagine you know back in the THQ days where you're like. Man, guys, Homefront better do well. If they ask for more money, we won't have it to give to them. <laughs> Who knows? Our company might collapse. I don't know. I hope the Saints Row 3 thing works out. Like that, 
be, be more sympathetic. Now we know what that's like. Yeah, we're on yeah. that side now, Fair man. Point. Now we're in the cage. <laughs> no, I mean the public is with learning, the dancing girls. It's, it's really fascinating. Like the public is learning what it's like to be a publisher. Yeah, and and to deal with uh, mm-hmm. someone asking for more with money, creative people who who can't stick to budget get too big and who have to try different things. Yeah, it's fine to say like no creativity should always outweigh monetary concerns when you're not the one ponying up the cash. That? Exactly, and when yeah. we when we make go Activision, uh, they just trying to make money by releasing games of the year and they make them they finish them too fast back. and it's like mm-hmm. and now we're the ones going oh Tim Schafer what the hell's wrong with you asking for more money it's like oh you're why the can't man. you finish this game in a year you're the <laughs> man now public <laughs> how's it feel <laughs> well, who's like the gaming equivalent of like Uwe Bowl where not necessarily in quality but like you can give him like five bucks and a subway sandwich, and he'll make a game for you. Like who? Who is that? Like um, like, like the Hotline Miami crew, maybe? Like no, because hmm. he's made so many. I can't remember his name. He's made so many games. Hotline Miami was like, yeah. the first really like, big hit, and, oh, that, and, and it's good. And yeah. well, nothing I'm, that Uwe Ball has made is. I'm good. saying like I, I couldn't think of a film equivalent of just works extremely efficiently on but the how about sheet. Roger Corman because Corman does films that are at least entertaining yeah. okay okay well my film yeah. history is use, use him as the metaphor so here. someone who makes who is a game like, developer that's super efficient like give him a sandwich and a massage and make five bucks like for the, the ride home and he'll make you a game like the guys who made try not to fart Oh, the, the, oh, in, the indie games on our mm-hmm. wonderful indie-supported Xbox Live <laughs> indie game system. Yeah. Try not to fart. Yeah, yeah a game? You, 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 it's a game where you try not to fart. It's, it's high concept. Oh. You mm. hold buttons on your controller, and that's you holding in your fart. Oh. The, the, yeah. the, I cannot think of a single high-profile developer who has made a name for himself being efficient and quick and workmanlike. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we need one of those. We need him mm. to make a quick a Kickstarter and go, I, I eat the shirts that we yeah. don't send out. That's how <laughs> I feed myself. Like the, maybe, maybe Sweary 65 <laughs> with Deadly Premonition. Yeah. I mean, so I, that, I that, that was like a, a long labor of love, I no. got the impression. What was that one game with the terrible voice acting? Like, the really, really bad voice acting? Most of them. Yeah. Like, but it was a JRPG Shenmue. where like, the, the rumor was that like it was his family <laughs> every the JRPG. voices yeah. like, like, it was uh, like you can feel it can't you you're right I can't feel my legs at all uh, I think that was like a PS2 it was, it was one, a PS2 JRPG yeah. with really shitty voice acting yeah. and like the shtick was apparently that he just outsourced to his family members like who's that guy I know which one you're talking who about who is that guy who's like dude I can just get my family to do this man that just saved us like a hundred bucks damn so he needs to do a kickstart Tim Schafer, though, I love you, man. I'm so sorry to go against you. The coin made me do it. <laughs> send me more t-shirts. Sure. I want to hug you. Feel Blame your the round piece of metal. He's going to send Jim Schafer here. <laughs> this yeah. is not the same, but I'll take it. <sighs> Jim Schafer doesn't like you talking. Yeah, he's, he's big and talking talkin muscular. Shit about your, his brother. I don't know why Jim Schafer talks like this. Yeah. It's because he's got a mustache instead of a beard. How dare you talk shit about me? I mean my brother. <laughs> I'm going to wring your neck into a psycho knot. <laughs> Uh, you, you saw full throttle that was based on my biker fantasy I mean reality <laughs> me and my polecats can come in here and we're going to mess stuff up but not permanently so you can sue us for vandalism just <laughs> enough to intimidate you mildly I'm fully throttling your neck right now so community segment last week's question of the week was what's the worst thing you've ever done in a video game Barney69 was the first to respond to the forum thread, so you get the first read. In Fallout 3, I had a save file that I had load. Make sure you're reading... Oh, make sure you're reading this dramatically. Perhaps as a large man with the mind of a small child. In Tenpenny Tower, and I'd play it ten times a day. Uh, well, play it times a day. 
Uh, I would start at the bottom of the tower and work my way up, killing all the rich bastards, especially the whites. The guards fought fruitlessly against my very special character and high strength, low intelligence. I had fun doing it, too. I would always drag Herbert Daring Dashwood's corpse into the bathtub, shoot his face, and then put the revolver in his lap to make it look like a suicide. After all his underlings were dead, I would dispose of old Tenpenny, however I felt appropriate, and knock him off the building, cut his head off, etc. Also, very recently, I tried to rape Gru in Zork. I actually did that with Tenpenny, where I threw him <laughs> off the building. That was... Yeah, that's fun. Wow, I, that, I, I feel terrible being like-minded with this. That 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 poster's name was Barney69. Yes. That is literally, I love you, you love me. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Ow is hurting the mental picture. <laughs> well put. Seared into my... Somebody else read one. Okay, let's see. So user Jar says, and it's only Jar, because if it was twice as much, we would never read it again. Jar Jar. My, um, should I do a drag voice? Um, you can, or not. Doesn't or you can matter. do it in Jar Jar voice. We, we've, agreed, no. we've agreed to do them sparingly. Ah. Well, let's do it in a semi-dramatic voice. My second playthrough through the Mass Effect series, I intended to play as a renegade as possible. I never made harder decisions in a game than forcing my femship to be a horrible asshole at every turn. What began as a cringe-inducing dialogue choices very shortly became despicable, violent behavior when you find a couple of survivors hidden away after the initial Geth attack on Eden Prime. The female you speak with goes through the exposition motions while male counterpart spouts stuttering paranoid gibberish. When the option presented itself to hit him, I couldn't resist. There's no way the hero of this game, who I barely had a chance to get to know, let alone like, will smack this poor traumatized man for just talking too much. But oh yeah, she will. After a snappy one-liner, say goodnight, Shep strikes the man down and knocks him unconscious. With the woman justifiably erupts at you, you casually explain to her that he's crazy. It's only a matter of time before he does something stupid. To which the woman baffling replies, Yeah, I guess you're right. In what universe does any of this make sense? I never played Mass Effect 1 beforehand, so I never got to see the Paragon response. Does he actually do something that endangers everyone if you don't punch him? Renegade Shep, in its entirety, is one of the most difficult, most inevitably most entertaining gaming experience I've ever had. What a horrible, lovable. <clears throat> I'm going to read one from Triskitable. My favorite. And I think it might have been Triskitable uh, who requested this. Maybe not. Either way, I'm doing this in a voice that should be familiar to many of you. Uh, in, uh, in, in Assassin's Creed Revelations, I, I had a grand old time with, with Ezio's hand-to-hand counterattacks involving getting, grabbing his opponent's face and slamming it into his kneecap a couple times. That sounds scary. Uh, a, na- a nasty suplex from a 50-year-old man. I'd, I waltzed through a busy area pickpocketing everybody nearby, and then I'd go in a nearby area where the anticipated mob of angry men and women were slowly following me with their fists raised. I'd usually do this by the docks where I... I could, I could counter grapple them so they'd fall into the water, unconscious and drown. Oh, oh yeah, and I also poisoned guards in AC2 and threw coins at the bottom, so the manic guard would slaughter dozens of innocents. But who didn't? <laughs> who didn't indeed? I'm alive. OMG says the worst thing I've ever done in a game was played through the hive level in Duke Nukem Forever. Oof, three times on each platform. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I am a monster. You monster. You monster. Wow. 
All right, so I'll read Darth Ender X. Cool name, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Let me try it in a particular style. In Planescape Torment, when you have to pull Morte back in the Pillar of Skulls, especially if you try to leave afterwards without pulling him back out again, it's heartbreaking. I did it just to see what would happen. I immediately loaded the game afterwards and did it the other way. Thank you, Darth Andrex. Because hey, hey, we, hey, said, we said we would do voices sparingly. All right, everybody gets at least one. Yeah, I get was... two because I'm the host. <laughs> so, no, no. Uh, I'm not going to do a voice. Oh. No voice. I think I did voice enough for everyone. Stabby Joe says, With most raw plying gams, on the secant plothra, I try to plow completely deferent. Oh, sorry. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a bit? <laughs> I was trying to mispronounce it as much as possible. Uh, that could get challenging. All right. Stabby Joe says, with most role-playing games, on the second playthrough, I try to play completely differently to the first to vary the experience as much as possible. In Fallout 3, the first time around, I was essentially Atomic Jesus. On the second playthrough, however... In one example, I found a cabin with a runaway prostitute that would give you caps in advance for help. So, my character shot her with the Gauss rifle that paralyzes and proceeded to rob her entire cabin before sawing off her arms and legs, followed by cannibalism and burning the rest. Jesus Christ. And she only wanted help. Somehow, it got worse against actual enemies. Worse. I love Savvy Joe's icon. Stabby. Stabby Joe's. I love, Stabby Joe. I, I love his icon. See, it's, that's exactly the kind of shit I was looking for. Yeah, like Fallout is kind of like the catalyst of your darkest, evil, most serial killery instincts just mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, Lawful Waffles got a pretty good one. That's also was Fallout. That it, is that it? That's it. Oh, cool. Oh, the the icon is Charles Bronson on The Simpsons in Death Wish, where he says, <laughs> "That is the Oi, I wish I was dead." <laughs> so, uh, Lawful Waffle, while playing Fallout Two, I knocked up a farmer's daughter on a lark. The dad found out, and we had a literal shotgun wedding. But the broad was a terrible adventure, so I sold her into slavery for a fistful of bottle caps. <laughs> it goes on. Second on my list is telling my girlfriend that I only kill defenseless animals because I have to during Far Cry 3, while running from animal to animal with my flamethrower and a massive grin. And third would be while playing Catherine in the cold, calculating destruction of a stable relationship while I chase after a new bio piece of succubus ass. Waffle Waffle, you got three examples all at once. That's efficient evil. I like it. Cool name, too. Makes me want to have waffles, ethically. All right. I know I promised to only do two, but this this just demands a snooty voice. Just very recently, while playing Crusader Kings 2 as the Duke of the Orkney Islands, I discovered my wife, currently Queen of Croatia, was plotting to kill my brother who was ruling some of my lands. Instead of imprisoning her or trying to stop her, I did nothing. Six months later, my brother died in mysterious circumstances. Those lands have since passed to my five-year-old niece, who I am currently considering assassinating as the lands pass on to me. Who was that? Oh, I'm sorry. That was uh, Insert Disc 2. Insert wow. Disc 2, you're awesome for playing Crusader Kings. That's an awesome <laughs> I, game. I like that there and was a, rule. a Game of Thrones game way before there was a Game of Thrones game. I feel better about myself now. As well you oh. should. Oh, man. Retro Mess says, Well, I can't think of anything specific when it comes to an RPG, so 
probably an outright horse slaughter in Red Dead Redemption. I was playing the online mode with a friend, and we decided it was hilarious to kill horses. That's like, awful. Super, like, super hilarious to murder them by the hundreds. You're awful. Any horse that we saw would get shot in the face with whatever weapon we had at the time. We did this for a while until my girlfriend, who was watching, got angry enough and shouted at me to stop. It's kind of a nice Ooh, hmm. That actually reminds me of the accidental worst thing I've ever done in a game. Uh, I was playing Red Dead Redemption, and you know how like you can meet strangers out in their camps, like, oh, hello, stranger, and I'm like, okay, and sometimes they'll pull out a gun, you know, stick them up. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so that guy... No, so, I didn't play it. Uh, well, it happens. So <laughs> I, I'm minding my own there. cowboy business, and I pull up to this guy in his camp, he's waving me over, I'm like, okay, we'll see, maybe it's like a side quest or something. He pulls out a gun, puts like one in my leg, and I don't take kindly to it, so I pull out... Um, my pistol, and I just shoot him in the ankle so he falls down, and I tie him up. Because it's like, I, I don't want to kill him. I just want to neutralize right. him. Now, the problem was, the place where, like, he was standing when I hogtied him was the campfire in the campsite. So... It's unfortunate for I acted So, in an accidental case of Spider-Man-like vigilante, I'm just going to web him up, and he's going to be okay. My character, John Marston, actually just... In, in, in petty revenge, tied a man up and burnt him alive at a stake, essentially. And nice. so you just watch him, while hogtied, screaming in agony as his body's like turning to a char. It's great. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I love yeah, accidental, gonna... accidental video game cruelty. Yep. Mm. And then, so at that point, I just kind of went to a town and did the typical Rockstar GTA thing of just, I'm just going to rack up the highest wanted level I can possibly can. Throw Molotovs everywhere and go nuts. It's fun. Sir Wiki Freaky says, I killed everyone in Oakvale in the first fable. I also sacrificed every follower you could hire at the Temple of Scorn. I also played a game on Steam called Monster Loves You, very adorable text and image game, and made an evil monster that eats and kills as it pleases. Also, the Grinch for the PS1 made me do terrible things like shooting rotten eggs into open windows to make who homes un- uninhabitable. And also, it made you play the Grinch on PS1. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I think that's really the worst thing. Yeah. Soren seventy five fifty says, not counting times I've done bad things for achievements. The worst things I've done were in Zoo Tycoon. I made exhibits where people were the attractions. Now, in order to keep them in there, you need to make the exhibit a deep pit. Otherwise, they'll just walk out. A zookeeper won't feed them or maintain the show, so to keep them happy, you need to imprison a janitor as well <laughs> and install a restaurant and a bathroom or two. Add in some benches and garbage cans, and you got a recreation of their a recreation of their natural habitat. Also, I built electrified fencing around the exit so that no one could leave and release a bunch of dinosaurs. And at some point, I had a fighting arena where I'd pit animals against one each other. It's <laughs> like a sci-fi against novel against one another. Penguins are savage beasts. I always knew that, that penguins were nature's like cage fighters. Yeah. Wow, that's actually like yeah. Penguins are nature's cage fighters. Uh-huh. The Zoo version. <laughs> Electrifying all the exits and releasing yeah. dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, I've got one. Well, first of all, I'd like to say, uh, greed E. I'm not going to read yours. Yeah. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to read Crepe Crisis. One, your name is amazing. <laughs> that's Crepe Crisis, as in crepe. Code okay. horror presented many terrible opportunities. Uh, how do you say this? Hjels? Hjels? H-J-E-L-S? I would guess Hjels. I don't know. Right. Hjels mentioned a couple above, uh, namely having uh, Zalbar kill his best friend and robbing widows. But my favorite is more evil in how juvenile it is. 
One of the first things you see when you land on Korriban is a trio of dumb kids, read teens early college age, trying to get into the Sith Academy by following every terrible command of a recruiter. When the recruiter sees your Force-sensitive self, he invites you to join his fun. So what did I do? I used my mind-manipulating Force abilities to make them defecate all over themselves. <laughs> you can do that? The last thing we see of them is them running away in horror, <laughs> no doubt leaving a trail of unfiltered stink in their wake. What's that smell? Celsior. Oh my god, someone pooped in my pants. <laughs> Truly the dark side is corrupting us all. If only the force could was so powerful it could make someone else poop in your pants. Now that would be power. That would make the end of Return of the Jedi a little, little, little more awkward. Just like sitting next to Dave. Feel oh the- shit, Dave, you pooped in my pants. <laughs> no. Feel the hate flow through you. That's not hate. Oh man, I'm not going to pronounce this right. But who cares? Sinculus says... Hey, now, I know you weren't particularly looking for times when we messed up, but this is the moment I remember most, and it's very guilt-inducing for me. And it goes with this podcast top five. In Assassin's Creed 2, during a cutscene, and he's referring to last podcast top five, by the way, Leonardo da Vinci goes in for a hug. Unfortunately, since Ezio's and Leonardo's conversations were so entertaining, I had to put down the controller to enjoy the cutscene. And I missed the prompt to hug Leonardo back. As I scrambled to pick up the controller and press circle, time was up and Leonardo's dejected look when I didn't bro-hug him back still haunts me to this day. By the way, I did that too. I have like a list. What a sickening animal both of you are. I was (laughs) enjoying the conversation. Miserable. No, but I know how that feels. I know we've just heard stories of people stopping prostitutes on the head and forcing people to perform demeaning acts. But you wouldn't even hug Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo it, da Vinci. It wasn't wooden. It was couldn't. I oh, think. I thought it was Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Oh, oh. oh. No, fuck that guy. Leonardo yeah. da Vinci, dude. He invented, like, flying machines that didn't particularly work. But uh, that I really hate it when that happens, when I miss a, like, a cutscene mm, yeah. QTE because I took my hand off the keyboard or took my hand off know, the controller. How dare they assume that the writer we hired is going to create something you want to pay attention to instead of, God, this is boring. I hope a button comes up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just ruined this guy's day. I did have to play a bunch of episodes to catch up with The Walking Dead 400 Days. Mm-hmm. And there were poor, there were parts where I was just like literally lying on my couch. Like the controller is like a foot away and I'm like... That's just how I press- play Telltale games. That's just like I'm pressing a button and like I'm kind of nodding off sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think I missed one or two prompts because I'm like... Uh, he does not say anything there. The one where you leave Duck hanging, like Duck give, wants to give you a high yeah. five. He looks up to you, he, like he has like this Batman Robin moment with you. In, no, you he, can't. He, you can't miss that one. If you do that one, then you are. I missed it. You're the worst human being I've no, ever. No, because because yeah. like you're supposed to click on his hand, and that's how you like you, you give him his his high five. But his hand's right next to the gate, and so I end up putting the prompt to look at the gate instead of giving him a high five. So it was an accident. You, sir. No, and you're so, a horrible person. So, so Lee's like, hmm, I gotta solve this mystery. Get out of my studio and kitchen. And Doug's in the background going, aw, and I don't want to like go into it deeper, but I never had a chance to make that up. I Get out. You're awful. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. The one guy in Nebraska who still listens to this, I'm going to read two in quick succession. This is short. In Red Dead Redemption, I tied a man to a horse and set that horse in front of a moving train. <laughs> it was a science experiment, I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. Always fun. Uh, Bladed Falcon says, Doing a repeat of a low-chaos run in Dishonored, I decided in the last missions to suddenly betray all my allies and murder them. 
Callista Sokolov, Piero, all were brutally murdered by my blade, just to sate my simple curiosity of how the good ending would play out with them dead. Hilariously enough, the slides in which they were supposed to appear are still there, but without any characters. The truly awful thing, though, was when I killed Samuel the Boatman. He was special. Fucker had double-crossed me when I had chosen the High Chaos Path. So this time, right after he delivers me to my final destination and says goodbye, I wind-blasted his ass out of the boat, and he got eaten to the bone by fish. What made me feel shitty is that in his ending slide, this time an image of Corvo myself appears by Samuel's tombstone, looking all solemn and sad because of his death, thus making me even more horrible and hypocritical by showing that ending. <laughs> wow. That is, I can't believe that the ending has that much um, flexibility. Uh, flexibility. Yeah. Like you can do those little things at the end of a low chaos run, and it'll still do the low chaos ending, but with the little tweaks to it. That's mm-hmm. I just remember getting the achievement in Red Dead where you tie up a lady to a mm-hmm. train track. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. dastardly, yeah. It's like, yeah, oh. These snidely whiplash, whatever it is. Essentially. Thing. Yeah. Is that yeah. actually like a thing, or is that just like a movie trope? It's like a movie trope of, like, silent movies. I, I don't know, like, I, 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 like, why would you be in the Wild West be like, hmm, I need an incredibly inefficient way of murdering someone that requires a train that comes on a schedule. Well, trains were new and scary back then. Well, but they had guns. <laughs> guns were fairly new and scary then, too. That's true, I guess. The Gatling gun, it shoots many bullets. Mm-hmm. It's like a train if it were small and multiple. Well, they didn't have the imagination that, like, James Bond writers would have later to come up with elaborate death traps. And so it's like, well, you leave them in front of a train, that's pretty dastardly. That, that's pretty elaborate. Yeah. In, in, in an era where it's like, I can stab or shoot my way out of most mm-hmm. of my problems. Put a woman on a log with a with a giant saw blade. Sure. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's kind of like sawmill you, gag. I I do kind of wonder. It's like the, these were actual silent films, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't just come out of Dudley Do Right cartoons. Well, right? that's all I think of. All I think of is Dudley Do Right, where it's like, oh, save yeah. the day. So I want to say it was like the perils of somebody or other that was actually made into a silent film. Anyway, Tyler, go. I can't. By the way, Tyler, is like Dudley Do Right like your guys' version of Superman? Like you know how like we have like Superman's like truth, justice in the American way. Is Dudley Do Right like your version of like no. politeness, protection, <laughs> and maintaining the trees? I don't know. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. Dudley Do Right? I don't think we've read this one. Okay. Jake says in Skyrim. I used paralysis on an arrow to stealth kill a bandit sitting by a campfire in a cave. She immediately stood up, but fell face down into the fire, dying slowly. Wow. Oh, wow. The end. That's sad. <laughs> Dark. Slow Octopus says, uh, I ruined almost all of the ladies in the Mass Effect universe. When Miranda and Jack got close to a biotic brawl, I didn't have a high enough Paragon or Renegade rating to keep them both happy. I sided with Jack, and so Miranda wanted nothing to do with me from then on. I felt like shit, so I ended up having hot, meaningless sex with Jack, which meant she didn't want to talk to me anymore either. I ended up putting them on the wrong teams during the suicide mission, so I basically killed them both with my terrible leadership skills. Since Tally was the last available lady, I developed a relationship with her just because there was no one else left. I felt terrible for sending Miranda and Jack to their deaths, and even worse for stringing Tally along out of desperation and a very mild interest. Yes, yes. Then, of course, she threw herself off a cliff when I picked Robo Bros before Robo Hose and ordered the slaughter of her entire race. 
Oh a more God. sensitive boyfriend probably would have seen that one coming. Damn. Poor Laura ended up with sloppy thirds by the time everything was said and done. What a sleazy pose to come out of uh, Calvin and Hobbes, Abby. <laughs> Joe says, When playing the No Russian level of Modern Warfare 2, I picked out all the people who looked like they were talking too much and taking too much time to get through the screening and made sure to shoot them. That and whenever I lost a Texas Hold'em game in Red Dead Redemption, I would compulsively kill everyone at the table. Complete with a gif of some 70s dude kicking an old lady, making it all complete. Kicking her in the face. I know, it's brutal. It really is. Daniel says, It's a testament to the ubiquitous media brainwashing that otherwise intelligent people can believe a state marriage license is a human right. Thanks, Daniel. Wow, that's, that, that is the worst so thing much. I've done in the video game. <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> well, what a all right, that's our community segment. Yeah, Thanks that's a that, great Tyler. way to end it. <laughs> wow, the civilization got really intense after the DLC. <laughs> yeah, dude, it does. It really does, man. <sighs> Brave new world. Well, it's going to be some challenges. Mm-hmm. I knew I shouldn't have let the city-state of Missouri live. <laughs> <laughs> In my version of Caveman Games, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Unless you're playing mod- the Adam and Steve mod. Yeah. We're cutting all of this, right? <laughs> Why can't know. it be all three? Why not Adam, Steve, and Eve? You know, they're swingers. <laughs> Caveman swingers. Adam and Eve online. Caveman sex games. Yeah. Where's my Adam God, online? That's horrible. I play Steve online. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> It's a hardcore gay simulator. <laughs> Actually, it's exactly the same, but you just imagine your avatar that you never see as gay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the last week's answers. New question of the week. If you could have any time, place, setting, whatever, as an open world game that you could freely explore, what would it be and Why? I guess, uh, for, for my part, why I'm bringing this up is because when Ride to Hell Retribution was originally explained to me, it was as, this is going to be like Red Dead Redemption with bikers in the 60s. I, I know I've said this before on the podcast, and I would really like to see Red Dead Redemption with bikers in the 60s. I think that's an interesting time. I don't think it was represented at all well in Ride to Hell Retribution. It seemed to be more set in the 80s or 90s. It, it's It's just... A period and a perspective that hasn't really been explored in games. I'd like, I'd like to see more of it, and I'd like to be able to explore the '60s on the road as, as a, as an outlaw. I think that would be fun. Somebody else go. No, that sounds awesome, and that, that only makes me more angry that Ride Hell did not work yeah. out. That is a cool cultural point of significance to visit. And, and I want the the last mission to be you stabbing a guy at Altamont, I was because that's like- when the '60s ended. I was thinking, like, you just you crash Woodstock or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. You, fi- you finally take your brother to go see some bands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to see, like, it just seems that, like, with, with games, when they're talking about, like, historical eras to approach, it's like, oh, we have your medieval games, we have your World War II games, and we have everything post-World War II. So you want a medieval World War II game is what Why you're saying. Why not? Um, but, like, when you think, like, the 1910s, 1920s, 30s, and all that, like, the best you can really do is, like, Bioshock Infinite, which is being very loose with its, its time frame. I would like to see something set in, like, the 30s, like, like maybe post-World War One, but pre-World War Two, you know, like that, the, you know, the, the, was it the swinging, you know, the swinging 20s, like, that turn-of-the-century time where technology is 
in its infancy, like the, the modern technology we take for granted, but you know, that'd be cool to explore in an open world area where, like my, be my best analogy is uh, the end of Red Dead Redemption, mm -hmm. where, you know, the game is about the death of the Wild West and in with this, in the very last bit of Manifest Destiny, like this is America now, like it's beginning to be urbanized and kind of going just a decade past that'd be pretty cool. Hmm. So like Mafia, City of Lost Heaven, for example. Very, yeah. Like in you know, Mafia 2, I really like, but it was right in the middle of World War II. And so while it was really cool... That's true. It was really cool to be in this you know, mid-40s aesthetic. Like I loved the music that I was playing, the design. You know, they, they made sure they got the art right for the advertisements, even though for some reason they had Playboy, which was made in the 50s, featuring in the game. There were a lot of little them. anachronisms in that game. There were Dean Martin songs that were written in the 60s. Yeah. So like, I like... That, but I just want to scale it back a few decades to when that stuff was just about to come out. Because then, yeah. with an open world game, you don't have to be a shooter, you don't have to be a car game, so you don't need to have the best cars or the best and, guns. And really, we're about to do a uh, bootlegging gangster game yeah. anyway, because Boardwalk Empire's been on TV for a while now, and Rockstar hasn't incorporated it as a major influence into a game. So, Or, or even just like, you know, it's open world, <laughs> but like, you're living the life of, you know, like, we just got out of World War One, and we're, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's a... It, a depression is like, or a game set in the depression. That'd be kind of cool. Hmm. Like you gotta. You're you're a hobo and you have to yeah. go around looking for farm work and then your developmentally disabled friend uh, accidentally strangles one of the ranch hands' wives. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and so you have to shoot him in the kitten you buy as DLC. It's it's uh -huh. done. It's yeah. done. It's that that poor kitten never had a chance. I don't know. Like just that that era of time like mm -hmm. is cool to me. I saw where Brother Art there recently, okay? It's just stuck <laughs> in my head. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know if I'm doing a cop-out by saying something that's completely fictional, but, like, something in the Pixar universe, or, I like, I just, like, one of my favorite open-world games of late is Gravity Rush. So I'm like, hmm. something that's more fantastical than, okay, you know, than, okay. Your, your historical yeah. period. Yeah, and my non-serious choice is an open-world game set at E3. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to murder people at E3. So it would be non-open world. It'd be like Dead Rising, but it'd be but set not. at E3. So you'd you'd have to go through like linear appointments and yes. <laughs> like that. That would actually be interesting. Like here's the E3 experience, and it's just like you have to run from like West Hall to South <laughs> Hall, and your appointments are spaced five minutes apart. Yeah. Yes, actually, and there are people, and you have to push through like Etsy uh -huh. or whatever, like through crowds. Hear me out. This is this is Dead Rising. So you have three days. Yeah, and you're on a limited time. Like right. you're on a time limit, you can't mm -hmm. get everybody. You can't make every appointment. There are you're psychopaths. There are psychopaths everywhere. You're I surrounded like by droves too. of ugly fleshes, is not camped and smelly mm -hmm. and just decomposing human beings, all trapped in a small enclosed yeah, the, area. The psychopaths are actually just very large, slow-moving people who mm -hmm. walk four abreast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, food is hard to come by. It's generally frustrating of an experience. Mm -hmm. You take that, mm -hmm. they get a little more dark. Yep. With some neon lights, boom, you get your E3 game. Man, food-wise, like at E3 this year, I went outside to that outdoor whatever yep. area mm -hmm. between the halls, and I uh, there was this place selling cheeseburgers and whatever, which I didn't want. So I just I asked for some fries and nice tea, and they gave me like the biggest like mound of fries I've ever seen, and then like a like. Like cartoon large sized cup of iced tea. <laughs> oh, was, wow. Welcome to America, son. It was like I don't know. It was like twice a big gulp of iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> like how how can I? D I took like five, three big sips of it, and then like the amount of liquid hadn't yeah. even gone down like 
barely past the lip, so I just left it. That, that I was just my, left in like half the fries. That was my introduction to this country. I was like, I'll have a small soda, please, sir. And I'm like, okay. And I go, this is not a small. Now I know why your country is fat, but I love it here. But anyway, for an open world game, I would like 1991 specifically. Why? Why 91? Of 1991. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Is that the month you lost your virginity, Tyler? You can tell us. Michael, I was six years old. Like I said. <laughs> Not and relevant yes. to the question. And yes. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> so, protagonist but seriously, why, why June 1991? That's an interesting date to pick. Because I just... I chose it, but I mean, it's not, not as if like GTA hasn't well, obviously with recent history, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like going back like a decade and just exploring that from our relatively recent... That's two decades. I know, I know, and that makes me feel sad. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I like the idea of going back to the 90s, but really what I want is a really great open world game in the future. Cyberpunky. Mm. Prey 2 didn't work out. As we had mm. hoped, um, sadly. If they make a Deus Ex yeah. World game, I mean, like, is there anything you can think of? I know Cyberpunk is being made by CD Projekt. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll it's how good. open worldy that'll be, but probably will be because the Midwitcher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, what is there as far as I want a super open world mm-hmm. Cyberpunk game? I don't. I, I do like 1991 and the fact that it's, <laughs> it's after the 80s was charming, but before the 90s was cool. Grading. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. when the 90s was just like, oh, awesome, it's grunge, man. Uh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Like, like, like mm. it was like you know, not too many big dog shirts yeah. and no fear. Lots uh, of big Johnson shirts though <laughs> on, on nine year olds. Yeah. God, I remember big dog shirts. It's like when American oh. culture was a squeaky voice team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Not Pizza why, and skateboards? Why would that be a fun game? You could skateboard around and say, like, you know, just be like, Bart Simpson, guys. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would be like, ha, ha, ha. Hang loose. <laughs> Hawaii. Seems- I don't know. Like, this must have been done Aloha. already. But, like a Hogwarts game. Like it's, it's an open world oh, Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. They, they nice. did that, you, yeah. and it was terrible. I know. That was like I think uh, the Order of the Phoenix game, yeah, or or yeah, yeah, whatever the fifth one was. I remember seeing that like at this big event when they were like unveiling the PlayStation Three lineup, mm-hmm. and talking to a guy, and he's like, "Yeah, this is fully explorable Hogwarts. It's awesome." It's like, "Oh, so it's kind of like Bully," and he's like. Well, this is a family-friendly game, and that's a game for adults. It's like, well, but it's sort of similar in that there's a big explorable s- school. And I'm like, no, this is nothing like Bully. This is this is Hogwarts. This <laughs> is family-friendly. <laughs> no, you like that game. You will yeah, just like this. Exactly. I do want them to kind of revisit Bully, because I kind of love the idea of I an open-world game. Oh, yeah. I love so an open-world game that pretty much goes, kids are the shittiest human beings, a school full of them is the shittiest place on Earth. And that's like the best open world environment. Just like no, mm-hmm. Bully was great. I I want more of that. I want yeah. to remind want everyone out of high school how just pointless and shitty yeah. high school is. Also, it's the best way to get through life. I want a Highlander game. Yes, that's right. So and you just kill everyone till your last one left. <laughs> and Gilligan's. There have Island. been only several. Tyler. Open open world Gilligan's Island. Yep. Actually, an island would be pretty cool. Like, it's, you know, take the Tomb Raider elements and the yeah. Far Cry yeah. elements and the make Minecraft make it a, a gritty Gilligan reboot. Like, have it be like Lost, <laughs> but with Gilligan. <laughs> take that, Skipper. Uh, and Gilligan's like actually uh, ex special forces and uh, has a five o'clock shadow. I want a uh, since we're on the topic, an I Love Lucy game where you uh, press <laughs> press A to Ricky. <laughs> 
<laughs> I couldn't get that. Like press X to Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky. Lucy. 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 I, ca- I kind of want that, Ricky. but like one of them keeps just obstinately wandering uh. off into a crowd in a mall, despite your best efforts to stop them. And then they die, and you're expected to feel sorry for them. No, fuck you. But it's the wasteland, Lucy. It's a split screen game where just like each player is going. Ricky, Lucy, Lucy, Ricky, I have the Lucy. <laughs> anyway, and then the, I love Lucy the game. Well, no, the, then the DLC is a special like mini game segment where you mash A as hard as you can to eat chocolate off of a, revol- of a, a belt, and <laughs> you got like a minute to eat as many as you can. Yeah, and mash the game would be also great. Yes. So yeah, okay. if. Oh, mash! Oh, right. Of course, <laughs> set in the Korean War. It could be like mercenaries, yeah. except you never leave one small I don't, encampment. I don't think I've ever played a game set in the Korean War. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been one, except maybe a strategy game. I'm sure somebody's going to correct. Yeah, me. someone's yeah. done that. So anyway, question of the week once again: If you could have an open world game with any setting, any time, what would it be, and why? To answer, go to vidigamepocalypse.com and comment under the article for episode 23. Or you can go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. Go to Lasertime Show Discussion and let us know there. Feel free to go completely off topic like we do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that brings us to near the end of the show. We've got time for plugs, however. So I'm at Wikiparas. You can read my review of Walking Dead 400 Days on MacLife.com. And you can read some cover stories I wrote in official Xbox magazine. Tyler, you go. Go to PCGamer.com, read things I've written. I have nothing specific. Uh, I think just sort of an amorphous blob of writing spread across <laughs> the site. Yeah, there's just kind of word. Like every fifth <laughs> word is mine. <laughs> just like here's sort of like a, oh, here's an article that's just a disjointed paragraph that ends halfway through. Every yes. fifth word is literally just Tyler. <laughs> yeah. And in this review of Tyler, I thought the game was very Tyler. Yeah, that's basically it. My Twitter is Tyler underscore wild. You shouldn't follow me, but if you do, thanks. Dave Rudden, who are you? Um, oh. I'm, I'm a I'm a boy. Who, uh, <laughs> a real no, boy? Yeah, um, no, not a real boy. No, but you can um, read my stuff at OXM. I do the KOXM podcast. I do the cheap podcast for wrestling, and my Twitter profile at Dave Rudden is wrestling and video games and sometimes other things. And you can find me at Parker Wilhelm on Twitter. P A R K E R W I L H E L M. It's not that complicated. No one gets my name right, but try. I do puns and video games and puns and video games. Sometimes I post pictures of puns or video games. And then you can read my stuff about video games with puns inside on oxmonline.com. And I'm also on KOXM, where I am a lackey. Alright, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for bearing with us. Happy Bastille Day! and I was trying to make a joke about your name based on Fuddruckers but oh, yeah. all I could say drunkenly was Rudfuckers yeah. <laughs> would be your chain restaurant. Which is a different restaurant That's... that I worked at for a while and feel ashamed about. Yeah, Rudfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all fucked Paul Rudd. Really bad. <laughs> really bad. He tipped? <laughs>